hello, girlfriend. Hello, boyfriend. We are back for another uh, rousing episode, episode 203. You did it again. You skipped 100 episodes. Why? Oh, because I wrote. <laughs> I've, I've been writing it as. You keep thinking we've done 200 episodes. <laughs> you know, it feels like we've done 200 episodes. It's, you know, it's like time with you. It's like it twice as should... long as it should be. It's painstaking. It's, it's hey, just... Dave and Christy, what are you guys doing? <gasps> oh, oh, who is oh, who, who is we, that? We, uh, hi, it's it's Dan. Oh, you, you, ooh, we we met before. Oh, he, you, uh, yeah, wait. yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember because you haven't seen me in in three months. But right, and I'm still not uh, seeing you. Right, I can right. Tell, I can tell by your voice that your beard has grown very long in isolation. <laughs> yeah, it's like down to my my chest now. It's really weird. <laughs> I was waiting with beta breath to hear what you're going to say. It was down to. <laughs> 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 lower, lower. So uh, we're actually recording the podcast, Dan. But oh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intrude. No, it's a, I just saw uh, you guys were like... in a group chat, and I, I was, uh, you know, just well, sitting around bored. So I know. thought I'd, you know, see what's, what's going on. It, it 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 was pretty fucking rude of you, but now that you're here, you <laughs> do wanna... you happen to have any like research that you've done for no reason that you like to share with us today? <laughs> Uh, now, that, now that you mention it, I have been doing a lot of research for no reason. I mean, uh, you've got nothing else to do. <laughs> true, yeah. It's it's been really really boring lately. So I I, I mean I I can I can go if you guys have something prepared. But... Eh, you know, we did have this whole thing, but let's scrap it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I would love to talk about something I've done a lot of research on for no reason. Okay. Great. Great. Welcome to the thing. Well, Oh yeah, perfect uh, timing because we're yeah, just yeah, doing the introduction. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I guess that is perfect timing. I, I didn't even realize. It's, uh, it's it's funny. I was planning on saying, "Who's that? Not in the room with us." <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you were planning on this, Dave? This is totally out of nowhere and unexpected. That's right. Yeah, I know. Well, I just... he meant like if it happened to happen. Right. <laughs> That's what he thought he would do. Right. In that purely hypothetical situation exactly. that uh, yeah. he had no idea was actually going to play <laughs> out. Sure. Always thinking on his toes, that Dave. <laughs> Always planning ahead. You know, I uh, yes. I'm prepared for the the, ab the absolute breakdown of everything that I am uh, that I am already trying to do. Well, that, that's good that you're prepared for that, because I feel like we're in the middle of it. Hey, right. Can, can I ask you a question, Dan? <laughs> what, is, what is your Discord icon? I, I never really figured it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, as you guys know, I'm a big uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Yeah. Um, and this is a photo from the Cleveland Cavaliers Media Day I think in 2018 or 2019, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, of for for some reason, they had every player put on a Bob Ross wig and like stand like sit next to a, an easel and pretend to be Bob Ross for no reason. That's really so. Weird. Yeah, my my picture is of Cavaliers forward Jetty Osman uh, doing this photo shoot for Cavaliers Media Day. It looks so weird. Yeah, which is why I chose it as my Discord icon because it is very weird. <laughs> what face is he making? I don't know. It's 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 just it's I don't like know. that. It's like that coy look over the shoulder face. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. But he also looks like he smells something real bad. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's probably because they keep passing that wig around. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You don't know where that wig's been. Nasty oh my wig. god, that reminded me of a long forgotten memory. Okay. <laughs> All right. <A> smelly wig. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so a long time ago, uh, I was dating someone named Ian, and a lot of his friends. He used to go to Dave Matthews Band shows a lot. And so they became friends with, like, the other people that went to their shows. I don't know if you guys know anything about, like, Dave Matthews Band fans. Uh, <laughs> I know enough. But they would, like, a lot of them traveled to go to, like, as many of the shows as possible. And yeah, it's, like, fanatical. it's kind of the jam band fans in general are sort of like that. Right. But they have, like, a really cool community, actually. And everyone I met that he knew through that were like really good people um but they had this thing and i forget what they called it but it was it was a wig and i don't know why it ever started or i don't know the origin of it but it was this wig that someone brought to one of the shows and then they just started like passing it around and so like every show someone else would get it and they like no. post pictures of it <laughs> and and they made a facebook for it and it was <laughs> Nasty. I don't think anyone would actually wear it. They How much, would just they like, Facebook for the wig? have it. Yes. <laughs> How much? I was friends was with a wig. Oh, the, I don't think they wore it. God, I, I think not. they just passed it around. I mean, it didn't even look wearable. It was like mangled. Uh, the um, sisterhood of the traveling wig. <laughs> right. It looked like roadkill. It was oh horrible. God. I can only imagine what it smelled it's like. Like knotted like... down with blood and sweat and. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it was gross. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the hell did you, like, is that a squirrel? Like, what? It was, they're weird people, but they're good people. Yeah. But they're weird people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's just so gross to me. I I don't know. I. Terrific. There's a, I I like uh, jam band stuff and I I went I've been jam to band? see Fish a bunch of times and I I kind of like that atmosphere in certain ways but I really really hate the idea of a dirty old wig that everyone passes around. <laughs> I and my favorite thing that happened while I knew well I was closer with that group of people was, um, two of them got married, and their wedding was like at the bride's parents' house in Michigan because they had like some land. And we all basically like camped out there for two days. And like the night before had the rehearsal dinner and everyone hung out. And then the next day was the actual wedding. And it was so much fun. And everything was done like by people they knew through going to see Dave Matthews band shows like, the wedding dress was made by one of the other fans. The flower arrangements and the, pl like, planning and execution was done by one of the other fans. Like, everyone just chipped Wait, in an and did stuff. Yes, it was. <laughs> wow, that's a super weird wedding. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good tradition. You know, you get everyone all riled up, and then you do the wedding. It was solemn, <laughs> um, but it was tasteful. Sorry. It was exactly what you want uh, out of an execution at your wedding. So like a firing squad? I feel like a firing squad is a very <laughs> Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, the Middle Ditch and Schwartz episode where they're talking about the uh, the wedding. Oh, yeah. God. All those people I... met in a parking lot for a music festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm glad that you you liked that as much oh as God. I thought you would like it. So funny. Yeah, middle Dish again. We recommend is... middle Dish and Schwartz. Like I, I think I Netflix. watched all three episodes in one sitting because it was just like I have to. I have to keep watching them. This is great. <laughs> we we've watched them several times now. Yeah, it's true. We're basically kind of hooked on it. I, the thing is, I want Netflix to look at the view numbers and be like, "Oh, the average person watched this eight times. Maybe we should <laughs> make another one." Yeah, and like you're people actually for, like, like doing this. that because you watched it thirty times. Yeah, I have shifted <laughs> the national numbers up to like eight times per person. Yeah, God, they're, um, they're so funny. Um, yeah, I started watching the show Space Force on oh, netflix yeah ben schwartz and, is in uh, too. he's in that too yeah and he's he's like he, he's in the background of one scene and he doesn't have a line in the scene he's just reacting to it and it's just so fucking funny to me that the guy, reviews of that show aren't great but i still want to watch it it's yeah, solid too. i think it's just the elevated expectation because it's greg daniels and steve carell and people yeah. are like expecting yeah. it to be a huge hit immediately and you know if you think like the office the first season was just all right and yeah. Parks and recreation took a while to get off the ground too so i, I think that you know it, it i again i've watched like the first three episodes and i thought it was pretty funny it wasn't like heavy rolling on the ground or anything like that but it, i i've enjoyed it so far well like it takes time for a show to establish its characters and its tone and like build like a relationship with the audience and and i would not expect at the end of the first season of any show for it to be like all right, we're at full strength. We know exactly what we're doing. That that happens right. like almost never, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I uh, I told my mom she should watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz, and tried to explain what it was. Like I told her over text, and then um, I told her she should tell my brother about it because I know he'd really like it. Well, by the time maybe I told her on a phone call. And not a text because by the time she went to tell my brother about it, she half forgot what it was called. Yeah. So she called it like Middle Dick. <laughs> middle, middle Dick <laughs> <Yeah>. and Schwartz. <laughs> my brother was like, What are you trying to get me to watch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Middle Out. <laughs> the, the middle Out. Nice. Middle Out. That's a Silicon Valley um, joke. So this is the, the podcast where you guys talk about TV shows, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so we could just keep doing this for like a long time. <laughs> I was actually going to switch gears and say that uh, last night we played Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. We had a which, really good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was kind of like a, a one-off that didn't like, she's trying to have a whole story arc, but every now and then we'll do like a little uh, easier, shorter like game that doesn't have a whole bunch to do with the story arc. And this is one of those. And uh, it was great because she based the premise on a Reddit post discussing that uh, Freddie, someone's theory that Freddie Mercury is actually a siren. Okay. <laughs> Which checks out. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, the post referenced such things as like one of their biggest hits that everyone inexplicably knows the words to and has to sing along to is like a six minute epic there's like opera singers there's no chorus there's like nonsense language there's like five distinct parts that don't really mesh together <laughs> like, yeah. and, and the fact that and, like we yeah, will rock everybody you, knows it everyone has to stomp and clap and they don't they can't help themselves 
<laughs> yeah. It's magical. Um, and there's also like a there's a recording from like a live show where it's just Freddie Mercury going, hey, oh, and the whole crowd does it back. Yeah. And he's like, he does like several iterations of doing that in different ways, and the crowd repeats them every time. And it's like no one controls a crowd like that. Yeah. It's it's a rare gift to really mesmerize a crowd. So Freddie Mercury is a siren. It's yeah. headcanon. Yep, I believe this now. Um, but she did a really cool thing where like there was this magical it used to be music box, but it turns into like whatever people need. And it used to be just like someone made it to soothe their child so they could hear the mom's voice while she was away from the child. But it it over the years was just like when someone was in need of some kind of musical device or something, this thing would pop into their lives. But then someone played Queen on it, and the powers <laughs> of Freddie Mercury being a siren like corrupted it, and so it started like just <laughs> playing Queen at every opportunity. Oh, it was great. I mean, I could think of a worse thing to happen. So like. The guy's out doing his yard work. He pops on a Queen CD or a, a yeah, I guess it was a CD. And then his neighbor comes over the wall and starts dancing with him. And then other people <laughs> are rushing his yard. One guy runs into the street and gets hit by a car because he's like headed towards this radio without looking. There's like absolute pandemonium. As soon as the song ends, the spell ends. Yeah, and everyone's you know, like, but what? like, yeah, like why are we here? <laughs> that's really funny and that keeps happening oh, so idea. Uh, it was a really good idea I yeah. did not pick up on Freddie Mercury being a siren during the game like well, I just you were entranced by the siren it. song it's true <laughs> but I did get to write a rhyming couplet on the fly well I guess it was a triplet but I, get to, I got to write a poem on the fly for my character to recite because she um, to do a spell they had to do a spell to bind it so no one could get hurt by it. I'm I want to read it for you because I'm proud of it. <laughs> you're right. Christy, you're so proud of yourself. Even last night you were like, I, I love it. So and then proud. she was like reading it again <laughs> after the game ended. I'm proud because I wrote this in like less than five minutes. <laughs> um <laughs> so as we like we had to mix all these herbs into this like little pond and then stir it and then sit in it and before we got in i had to recite a poem so this is my poem we bind you magic stereo so away you cannot go another soul you will not harm despite freddie mercury's massive charm there is now but one thing to do radio we do not love you <laughs> nice that's good that's impressive that you're able to come up with that on the fly honestly yeah it's uh if there's fun. anything i contribute to that that group that's it <laughs> i'm done that's, that's it that's right that's actually yeah that's no that's uh end I would, of episode i would have probably like stammered for like 10 minutes and be like ah i don't know just just like they dm well, just say I, like recited a poem i don't know i volunteered <laughs> I volunteered for the position. I was like, I got this rhyming couplet thing. I got it. Don't <laughs> even worry about it. Under control. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's crazy. 
Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I like that game a lot. Yeah, this game seems, seems super fun. I think uh, I would definitely like to get in on it if you guys do another one or something like that, because it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be, it, it would be, gosh, I'd love to see what our D&D group does with a game like that. <laughs> Because it's, yeah. it's it's already like kind of incredibly like goofy and fun to play with the group that we have, yeah. but then like place yeah, into like sure. a universe where everything is kind of tongue in cheek, you know? Like you have that yeah, sort of uh, that uh, I, I I don't know how you put it. Those well, you could play more like more modern, like we play in today. Yeah. At in our Monster of the Week game, like it's twenty twenty in the game. So oh, it's like that must be terrifying. That's awful. You can, right. <laughs> well, well, it's 2020, but there's no COVID. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but like we that still sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's different than like playing. It, we're essentially playing in a, just a slightly different universe than we live in. Yeah. So yeah. it's really fun. Like it's just different than playing D and D or other games that the universe is like very different. Right, right. Wait, are you trying to tell me there aren't actually dragons? Oh no, there are. Okay, okay, good. Because I was like, it, it's not that. No, much no, 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 no. The dragons are they're like a fixed point. They're in every universe. <laughs> um, I feel like it might be a good time for us to consider playing a game. Oh, okay. What, oh. what kind of game do you want to play? I don't know. I, it's, I, I mean, you showed up out of nowhere. Do you have something in mind? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, we usually play, like, Jackbox or, yeah. like, Cards Against Humanity. Or Tiddlywinks. Or, uh, yeah, Tiddlywinks. Ooh, Tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks is hard to do over Discord. It, it would be hard to yeah. do. Yeah. It's too easy to lie. <laughs> I got them all. I win. <laughs> it's too easy to lie about how many winks you've tiddled. Yeah. So tiddle those winks. Well, I, I am a I am a man of of honor, and I would never lie about how many uh, winks wait, wait, <laughs> I tiddled. How many tiddles I winked? Yeah. What a weirdly named game. You guys can't see it, but I'm winking my eyes right now. Oh, really? Like... Well, I'm winking back. You can imagine. Ooh, Save it for right. the Psych Eggs podcast. Get it. Yeah. Get a separate chat room, boys. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, what do you, what do you well, think? Well, I feel like we're, we're ill-prepared to play one of those games, but uh, I guess maybe we could play Trues and Fnews if, Ooh, if you're up for it. Oh, I've heard about this game. It, it, it seems to be taking the nation by storm. Oh, yes. That's, that's what we've been hearing. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me. It's time for Trues and Fnews. Time to play Trues and Fnews. Everyone's playing, everyone's playing a famous game, famous game, the game that's taking the internet by storm. A Merv Griffin production. Yeah. You know what, Dan? Why don't you tell us how Trues and Fnews is played? Why don't I tell you? Why? Why? I demand that you tell me. Uh, okay. Uh, I. You're really catching me off guard here. All right. Uh, <laughs> you did that to me last time. <laughs> Trues and Fnews is a, a game where. Uh, you give two false headlines and one true headline, and then we have to guess which one's the trues and which one's the fews. Yeah, it's, it, that's about right. 
That's about right. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, really putting me on the spot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I'm here he for. He did that to me last time. Well, okay, the difference is that you do this show on the red. For true. Like... <laughs> true, but I wasn't prepared because I was like, oh, thank God, it's Dave's turn. He gets to do it. And he's like, oh, why don't you tell me? I'm like, oh, fuck you. No, no, no. If, if you remember correctly, what happened is you suggested we play the game, and that means you got to say what it is. That is never how we've ever done it before. Well, you went with it, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, now now it's a new rule. <laughs> if if you propose the game, the other person may insist that you explain the game. Also, it's, you it's proposed, like a you proposed the game this time, Dave, and I you know. didn't even follow that rule. You nope, no one called me on it. You nasty man. It's the Wild West. Well, I didn't baby. know the rules, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well now we know. Yes. And knowing's well, half a battle. Well, shall we just put this behind us and play the game? Uh, I don't know if I can ever really put this behind me. But I, I'll, I'll it's going to take years to heal from this yeah, trauma. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Suck it up, boys. All right. Stiff upper lip and all that. All right. What? Uh, what do you got, Christy? All right. Number one. The fragrance company responsible for the scents Kitten Fur, Pizza, and Mildew promises exciting new scents such as Puppy Breath, Doritos and Mountain Dew, and Sriracha. Oh, that feels way too real. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number two. Mayor Robert Troff of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, issues apology to his constituents after accidentally streaming porn in background of Facebook Live video. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> and number three. Mississippi's governor was tricked into congratulating Harry Ascrack during an <laughs> online graduation <laughs> ceremony. Oh my god, I love that so much. Oh, that's, that's really good. That's First name Harry, as crack is the last name. It's spelled A Z C R A C. As crack. Crack. Harry. The name's as crack. All right. Harry <laughs> you want you want the uh, recap? Yeah, I'm gonna need a recap here. I think that we demand a recap. I insist on it, <laughs> and I won't back down. All right. Okay. Uh, number one, the fragrance company responsible for the scents kitten fur, pizza, and mildew. Promises exciting new scents such as Puppy Breath, Doritos and Mountain Dew, and Sriracha. Number two. Mayor Robert Troff of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, issues apology to his constituents after accidentally streaming porn in background of Facebook Live video. And number three. Mississippi's governor restricted to congratulating Harry Ascrack during an online graduation ceremony. Oh. Hmm. You, know, you know what's hard about this is like two of these things I'm certain have happened in the past, but yeah. I don't know if they happened this time. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, you've done a really good job making these all very plausible. Yeah. The porn Thank thing you. definitely has happened. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. I'm not going to say the porn thing isn't happening right now. <laughs> Are you saying that you're watching porn? I'm not saying that. I would, ne I would never admit that I'm not, if it I'm was not true. saying it. If it was true, well, I would lie about it, surely. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, you have it on mute, so that's good. Yeah, that's uh, well, the, the etiquette. Right, right. <laughs> well, you guys 
don't watch porn on mute? <laughs> I mean, I, I do, but not typically while I'm doing a podcast. I'm revolted oh, okay. by the sound of human pleasure. So this is yes. the only way I can I can do a, a podcast. I don't know if you get like last time I was on Goose Face. I, I don't know if you guys noticed. This is the only way I can watch porn is if I'm on a podcast. <laughs> doing a podcast, guys. Please, <laughs> exactly. that's the only way I can. Why do you think I wanted to do this podcast? <laughs> oh God. Ew. Okay, sorry. I feel like I've derailed it again. Oh. Um, <laughs> Okay, you you got your guesses, guys. Uh, I think I have my guess. I believe I All do right. too, and I I feel like, well, I don't know. I may regret this, but I I have what I think is the answer. All right, go for it. I feel pretty sure. Oh God, do I? Uh, the the fra <laughs> the fragrance thing feels real to me. I know. I, but also it's so elaborate that like Chrissy could have just had a lot of fun writing all those fake scents, um, which is probably true. And I, I this, this, the psychology of this is I'm, I have a feeling she might have written it, but I'm going to guess it anyway. All right. So what's, you're, what's you're your number one? Again? Go number one. I'm going number two. You're and I'm also, two. I also think that number two is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going number two, baby. <laughs> What are the other advantages of doing this via the internet? You don't know I'm not pooping. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for certain. Uh, but I do think number two is the right answer. All right. Uh, both plausible. of you are incorrect. Shut the fuck up. No. Yep. You actual monster. <laughs> so the first one, there is a fragrance company called Demeter. Oh, hold on. <laughs> work, work. Uh, podcasting from home. Sorry, uh, which As we already did. Already <laughs> <laughs> this is our constant struggle. No, so you so like don't break the illusion. You guys have a, an elaborate studio downtown. Right. Yeah, it's like on like the in, in beautiful downtown Youngstown. Yeah. Um. So the there is a fragrance company called Demeter, and the sense kitten fur. Pizza and mildew are absolutely true. They have those. Unbelievable. I mean, why wouldn't you want to smell like pizza? That or mildew. I, I own the mildew <laughs> one. I got a sample of it to see if it really smelled like mildew. It does. Wait, it smells like mildew. Is it in this house somewhere? Yes. I want to smell it. It smells bad. Gonna, it smells gonna, like I'm mildew. I will let you sniff it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but they, they have not. <laughs> but they have not announced any plans to release scents such as Puppy Breath, Doritos, and Mountain Dew, or Sriracha. So that's that's a lie. Oh my god! Um, the Cedar Rapids, Iowa one is a lie, and I made up the name Robert Troff because I didn't want to use a real name of someone and accuse them of doing that. Wait. Um, Smart. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait. So you're saying, oh, right. Number three was the one. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number two was a lie. I, and I, I'm just saying, usually I would use like a real person's name to make it even more real, but yeah. I didn't want to insinuate that. So I made up a name. Yeah. Uh, number three is absolutely true. And you could watch the video. Um, <laughs> I'm going to later. Including, so the one article is the whole over hour long video, but there's other articles that have like a one minute clip that you could watch like just that part because mm. it's him. So he opened it up 
to like every graduating high school senior in the state to like send in their names and then they would organize it by school and he would read the names of the graduating seniors just to congratulate everybody so he had to read like a thousand or like several thousand names is that how that worked yeah the video was over an hour long the original video of just him reading these names and saying congratulations but um they got they it was voluntary they submitted their own names and Big someone, someone, right? Because they're <laughs> not going to thoroughly go over those names and like fact check them. No. So someone's the, the only one that, that slipped through the cracks. Right. <laughs> you see what someone, I did there? <laughs> I yeah, do. Yeah. Someone submitted the name Harry as crack, and it didn't really get looked at, I'm sure, yeah. until well, he was reading really it. Look at a Harry as crack. As soon, <laughs> <laughs> true. As soon as he read it, you can tell he knows what he just did oh my god <laughs> he he says it he pauses and goes silent and then he just moves on to the next name <laughs> so did, really he, did he say like congratulations on graduating or just like harry ass crack um, and then most of, them, most of them he just reads the names and then if he comes across like a valedictorian he'll say like i'm proud of you or congratulations but oh, like man. most of the names, he'll just read them to get through them, and then I'm sure like at the end he says congrats to everybody or something like that. But so he just read the name and then took a little longer pause than he normally would, and then moved on to the next name. I, you know, he did. See, they really should have made Harry Abstract a valedictorian. That would have been great. He he commented about it on Twitter. He took it in stride. He handled it with like a sense of humor, and he said he was doing he's doing another video for more graduating seniors because that wasn't all of them and he he said uh maybe this one will include uh ben of the dover family (laughs) Uh, you know um that's that's actually really smart like it's like wholesome fun you know like he he wasn't offended by it he took it in stride and the person who who did it was like he's like i heard it and i laughed for 25 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh like all those simpsons prank calls like this guy's just yeah. mo in my head he's just mo that's well that's actually what the um the governor said is you know this this prankster is you know he should be hired for the simpsons <laughs> So that's a really smart way to take that because if he like got all pissed off oh, and was yeah. like, "This is the disgrace right. to the class of 2020," all this stuff, all it would do is encourage more people to do it. Feeding right. the right one. Not that I, I think we'll we'll probably still get a lot of people trying to prank, but maybe not as many. Right. Uh, well, I think the lists were already generated. Like yeah. I, I think by the time that it aired. They, there was probably like a closing point where it was like, okay, people submitted their names and now we'll do the videos. So uh, he probably won't have too many more. It was just like the people who independently thought of it. Yeah. And maybe we'll go through those names a little better now. But yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, but that was so funny to me. And I was actually afraid that maybe I, I blew this one because I was listening to the video with sound on earlier when Dave was still in bed oh. and it was loud and I was like, oh shit, did he hear me? No, I did not. Apparently not. I decided to risk it because it was too good. <laughs> well I will tell you my honorable mention. If I felt like you you had heard it, I was gonna switch gears and 
uh, the other headline I was going to use was California homeless man breaks into bank to microwave hot pocket. It was worth it. <laughs> it was very rarely has the 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 phrase it was worth it followed the microwaving of a hot pocket. <laughs> well, if you're homeless and you need something warm to eat. Well, it may be, but it's just funny to break into a bank for that. Like, yeah, like while you were there, it's a very extreme measure to take for a hot pocket. <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get your hands on anything else while you were there. You just let, yep, this is where I microwave the hot pocket. <laughs> very strange. Yep. Um. Well, okay. Uh, why don't we uh, take a little burp burp because it's like uh, we're about thirty <laughs> some minutes in. Perfect. Um and. You know, Dan, you want to stick around? Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe yeah, tell, tell, tell us. Yeah, us I, mean, I, I don't have anywhere else to go, uh, <laughs> right. so I might as well. This okay. has been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, let's. I would love to hear this totally impromptu, unplanned surprise uh, uh, goose chase. Uh, this, I think yeah, this is very exciting. All the research that I do on my own for no reason. Yeah, right. Just file it away <laughs> under you for useless research. <laughs> I was really where you're going with that one. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a little bit with the main segment for this uh, remote goose chase episode. Break, 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 break. All right, here we still here he's still he's still here i tried to ditch him during the break it didn't didn't work (laughs) you guys don't have the jam hammer this time so yeah without the jam hammer we're not as effective the (laughs) jam hammer is sitting in the cold basement it demands to be held it demands jam (laughs) the jam hammer craves the warmth of a human hand to do the hammering i mean same though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh all right <laughs> um all right anyway <laughs> um, now that dave's sufficiently uncomfortable yeah i am just tickled uh let's, yeah, let's two of us um uh what uh, so this is uh main segment time this is uh, your time to shine baby all right yeah hope I'm, you're ready for a real uh downer of a topic that's great that's what america needs right now is yeah. to be <laughs> further depressed by uh by things so i'm so, all on board this idea uh dave and i actually discussed it during our new year's eve party mm-hmm. um i don't know if you remember this I'm trying to... I, don't remember, I don't know how much of that not you remember i was barely there for months of new year's <laughs> Uh, but I don't know how we get, got on this topic, but we started talking about end of the world theories, which is pretty ironic for <laughs> what actually ended up happening. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, we we discussed it would be a really good idea for a goose chase episode. So, awesome. um, yeah, little did we know back then that <laughs> we would be living in it. Yeah. Um, what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a really fascinating phenomena. Uh, the number of people who try to predict when the world is going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, 
the scene there seems to be like three like prevailing ideas of like the the world ending um of course one is the the christian idea of the rapture yeah um and a mm-hmm. lot of christian leaders trying to predict when that's going to happen uh so there's a lot of that yep there is of course aliens a very mm-hmm. popular theory is, is <laughs> aliens. aliens aliens um picture that that guy from the history channel thing the aliens yes um and then there's also uh like nuclear holocaust slash humanities like snuffing themselves out uh basically uh yeah, right so when i first started researching this topic i i assumed there was gonna be a lot i had no idea how much there would be oh my god so I'm I'm gonna touch on like some of the biggest ones. I really wanted to focus mostly on uh, the ones that happened like in our lifetime as well. Okay. Um, just because there were so many like instances of this. Um, yeah. And of course, like of, I can think of several right now. Like how many times yeah. has the world been supposed to end since you know we kind of came of age? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of those. And then there's also, I want to touch on some of like the, the most historic ones uh, in the last like two centuries or so. This is a great um, idea, Dan. I had forgotten that we <laughs> talked about this, but now that you mentioned yeah. it, I, I actually do somewhat remember that conversation. Yeah, it, it's super fascinating. Like it, it's like a, a great mix of like everything the show is about. It's, it's like crazy people and cults and like yeah. people trying to make a, a profit and all this stuff it's really i i had a lot of fun researching it um just because there is so many things out there and just like the the level of crazy is is astounding (laughs) on all fronts yeah Um, and doesn't seem to like go away at all it only like no metamorphoses into a different form but like no matter how many times the world doesn't end people are still sure it's going to well and the fun thing is like (laughs) you, you mentioned that but there's also people are constantly buying into this. Like it's, it's yeah. one thing that like people keep proposing these, these theories. It's another thing that like they get enough attention that, that a large amount of people buy into it. Yeah. Um, and, and some of it ends in, in like really bad ways, which I'll get to. And some of it's just like, you know, it just goes away. But um, the, the first like really big uh, instance of this happening actually goes, well, actually, I mean, the first one goes back to like, 66 ad uh which is crazy wow. um well so like again that, that was uh, going back to the like religious theories about the like the rapture and the second coming of christ uh-huh. um of course if it's 66 ad it would have been like very soon after after christ died right um but you know say, we've been waiting for that guy to come back a long time yeah, right. Uh, but uh, I mean, also, too, like if you I, I know you guys don't probably haven't like read too much of this stuff. Uh, mm. Just a little, little note up top. Like I, I grew up in the church. I, I am a Christian. Yeah. So like I I do like ascribe to the idea of a rapture happening at some point. Um, oh, so you, I, do, you do think there's going to be a rapture? I do. I mean, it's it's a it's a core part of <laughs> the Christian belief system. I think so. Dan, Dan, I think you need to accept if you haven't already that most of your friends aren't going to be raptured. I mean, we're we're going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm not a, going. I'm not making we're, it. And look, we're I, not welcome. I do look. Hey, I, I get it, and I don't. I mean, I <laughs> I don't know if I will be either. Um, who who knows? Like, who really knows? Except 
yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get into like the theology of the rapture. Well, on this the, podcast. the reason I asked is because I, I think that there are probably some divisions on that one, even within Christianity. I think there are people that yeah. interpret that as more or less literal, depending on like, you know, how you. Oh, yeah, I understand it. that, too. So I think yeah. it's I just think it's interesting. You know, I, I guess we've never talked about that before, but I think it's interesting to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, I, again, that's probably a, a better conversation for a different uh, podcast yeah. or just in person. Yeah. But yeah, just just so you guys know up top, that is that is something I believe probably will happen. Okay. Um, I I personally don't think it's going to happen within my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I again, I don't I don't think that I have an idea of when it will happen, but right. Uh, I'm kind of under under the understanding that I I don't think it's going to happen during my lifetime. Um, that's probably a good bet considering how long time <laughs> is, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and I, I do just want to like give that disclaimer up top. So like people kind of understand where my, where my background is, is on this sort of thing. Okay. And, and also to, cause I hope, I hope that you guys understand during this, like I, I, I want to be as impartial as possible about all this. And I can, even though there's a lot of, uh, uh, theories on when the rapture is going to happen in that I'm going to discuss. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they didn't happen, <laughs> and I I don't buy into what these people were selling. Yeah, um, I'm interested to hear what what particulars of this you have because I feel like what often happens is something contemporary will be seized on by people as um, matching essentially prophecy, and mm-hmm. and it can be it can be hard for people to resist the temptation to make those connections between whatever's happening now and whatever's written in scripture. Right. Right. I, right. I know after nine 11 that, that like spawned a lot of, Oh like, yeah. These ideas yeah. coming back like really hardcore. Yeah. And, sure. and actually people within the Bush administration at the time, and maybe I should just let you tell the topic, but they were like gung ho about it. Some people were trying to accelerate the rapture. Yeah, I, I didn't. So, like that sort of thing, I didn't really go into too much because those those ideas and theories, um, they seem to have go away as quickly as they came out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They did. Right. So that that's like I wanted to focus on the ones that uh, maybe like sprung up and then like gained a following and then like kept going and then kind of the aftermath of what happened because. It, it, I feel like that's a little bit more interesting because, you know, any anybody can like spring up out of the woodwork and be like, oh, the world's ending. Um, <laughs> how many times have you driven like past a street corner with a homeless guy holding a sign up that says the world's going to end? Yeah. Um, so like I wanted Austin to focus. Town. Huh? I said even here in Austin town, there's a guy that stands at like 46 <laughs> in Mahoning and I'm like here. Right. But, yeah. All right. But yeah, it, it's it's I kind of want to focus on, on the ones that kind of got a little bit more attention. Um, but yeah, going back to that that very first one again, that was like that was sixty six AD. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, if you if you read uh, Revelation where it talks a lot about the like the uh, the rapture and the second coming of Christ and things like that, I mean, a lot of the language in that implies it's happening soon. Yes, it um, does. But again, like soon is a relative thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh the earth's been around for millions of years and like the idea that uh the world the, the rapture would happen 33 years after christ died is is a little uh maybe <laughs> too soon sort yeah of thing. it's like uh um, in the scale of the planet and of human civilization it's less than a blink of an eye 
Yeah, exactly. Right. But you know, you could you could see how people back then could think that uh, yeah. as well. Um, and that's kind of a, a prevailing theme throughout all of this is like people kind of maybe overestimating their own importance in the scope of the universe uh, and putting a lot of importance on arbitrary units of time that were constructed by people. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. um, but anyway, the first like really big one uh, that, that when I was doing my research that popped up was is in 1910. Um, okay. And this was brought about because uh, the Halley's the Halley's comet was was coming back within view mm-hmm. that year. <laughs> okay. um, and of course, a lot of and, and and actually, it was the the closest the Halley's comet had gotten to Earth. Like as far as like the the distance from Earth, it was like the closest it had ever gotten. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it inspired a lot of fear within scientists, like thinking like, "Oh my God, is this gonna is this going to collide with the Earth? Like, what's going to happen?" Um, the really interesting thing is is the the trail of the comet actually passed into Earth's atmosphere. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, like 1910, like obviously science has got come a long way since then. <laughs> um, and just kind of understanding how different elements interact with Earth's atmosphere and that sort of thing. So um, the the trail of the comet uh, was made up of the gas uh, cyanogen. Um, and there was an astronomer named Camille Flammarion. I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. It sounds like a Pokemon, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flammarion claimed that uh, when Earth passed through the trail, the gas would impregnate the atmosphere and possibly snuff out all life on the planet. Oh, my um, God. Impregnate so, that atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. I oh, yeah. dare you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the the funny the interesting thing about this is that the ensuing panic around this uh, resulted in people buying gas masks and anti comet pills. Oh my uh, god! Really? Anti comet umbrellas to protect themselves from the ensuing impregnation of the Earth's atmosphere. I I still that. have I still keep a bottle of anti comet pills <laughs> just in case. That's smart. Yeah, because Haley's comet is going to come back in like twenty sixty one or whatever. So you should be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because that's the other thing too is that Halley's Comet is one of those things that only comes around like every seventy or eighty years or something like that. So it was one of those things that um, obviously inspired a lot of fear because it was unknown. And then when they like did the calculations and saw how close to the Earth it was going to pass over, it's like, yeah, this. A lot of people were actually seriously thinking that it could collide with the Earth. Now again, mm-hmm. the the. The scientists who actually did better calculations and research were like, no, it's not going to be a problem. It's going to be close, but it's not going to hit Earth. Um, but of course, when when one because this this uh, Flammarion guy was actually a really like highly regarded um, astronomer, like he has like a like a ton of things like to his credit. Uh, so when you have somebody who is pretty knowledgeable in his field claiming these things, yeah. people are going to tend to believe it. Um, well, we all know how much people pay attention to legitimate scientists. <laughs> well, the thing is, he was a legitimate scientist, and and just yeah, because sure. so that, that that like led credence to him, what he was saying. Now, again, there were other legitimate scientists saying it wasn't going to be a problem, but when you have one legitimate scientist saying it is going to be a problem, yeah, that's enough to kind of tip people over the edge. This sounds so familiar somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so that that was like the the first like big one that happened like in the 20th century. Wow. Um, big ones. Big ones. <laughs> what? That what? <laughs> it's meaningless. All right. <laughs> um yeah, Halley's comet was supposed to destroy the earth in 1910. It obviously didn't happen. Um and yeah, like the Damn shame. Like I said, astronomers were were quick to point out that the gas would be like so diffused that it wouldn't actually affect anything at all. So yeah. it's like it's not a big deal. Um and the the funny thing is like you'll see with a lot of these, like these people that that make these claims, after they're they're proven false, they just kind of like yeah. go along with their lives and disappear. Yeah, they kind of like fade away. Yeah, right. It's it's Yeah, I I think we touched on something similar in another episode where like we said the same thing of like it, they they either continuously make claims later like oh I was wrong then but this is right or they just like everyone forgets about them. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that I think I don't think he survived for I don't think he's lived much longer after that either just cuz he was getting pretty old anyway. Um but yeah, that was that's like the first big one in the 20th century. Uh, fast forward to 1979. Uh, we have Leland Jensen. Uh, he, I'm not familiar with this <laughs> sort of thing at all, but he was a founder of a Belai sect. I, I, I don't know exactly what that is. I, I, I kind of gathered as some sort of a <laughs> religious group. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, like kind of, I don't recognize it either. Yeah, I think they believe something like, and I'm and somebody please correct me on this uh, if, if I'm wrong, but I think they believe something like it's like one of those that feel like uh, both Jesus and uh, Muhammad or Buddha were like, you know, all, all they're all this. They're all the Messiah. Or whatever. How, how do you spell that? Because I tried to search for it and Google said, did you mean bile duct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it may have been mispronouncing it as well. It's, it's B A H A. The A has a, an, uh, an accent on it Ooh. and then it's apostrophe i Bahai. Bahai. Uh, Bahai. Bahai. Yeah. Right. you keep um, going yeah so in, in 1979 uh like after he created this this sect of Bahai. now granted uh the sect that he created was like immediately um like disregarded by the overall like Bahai group like they they recognize this as not being a legitimate sect of this religion uh-huh. um but he called it baha'i under the provisions of the covenant or bupc for short okay um and essentially he he gained a, a large enough following um and this is all like this is mostly centered in montana um of course <laughs> yeah so it's it's as uh, with the most legitimate baha'i sects right right uh so he he, he kind of gained a, a little bit of a following and in 1979, he began teaching his followers that on April 29th, 1980, a nuclear holocaust would kill a third of the world's population. And over the next 20 years, the planet would be ravaged until the year 2000. And then at that point, God's kingdom would be established for a thousand years if peace would follow. Okay. Um, so this is a weird mix of like the nuclear holocaust and the, the second coming of Christ sort of thing. Uh, okay. This is a, definitely a weird one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he made this claim and like, he got a, a group of follower followers into a fallout shelter on, on that day, April 29th, 1980. Um, oh, and then wow. obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Like I wonder how uh, long they waited to like, like the bomb's coming. Say. 
<laughs> it actually doesn't say. Um, which if if they were smart, they would have waited down there for a while. Right. Um, if I've learned anything by playing the Fallout franchise of games, uh, <laughs> it takes a long time for that sort of thing to go like away to the point where you can actually re-inhabit the Earth. But yes, uh, I'm sure that the, on that day when they did not hear a bunch of massive explosions outside, they, they probably realized that th that did not happen. Yeah, um, like you would definitely feel something when those bombs hit. Yeah. So the so after after the fact. Uh, obviously, this led to a large number of his adherents, uh, like leaving this 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 sect. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Jensen claimed that he was right all along. Uh, so th this is the fun one where the the person who's proven wrong, uh, yeah. maintains those beliefs like way after the fact. And then uh, he, there's a lot of like really fun reasons as to why he thinks he's right. Um. So, uh, also he, he... just want to say, I'm pretty sure this is the inspiration for the movie Blast from the Past. <laughs> I've not seen that movie. Um, it's Brandon Fraser, he grew up in a bomb shelter and then realizes everything's okay and has to learn how to be a real person. Yeah, so I mean, this was this was definitely a pretty big deal in, in the 80s, and I'm sure that's what inspired a lot of media like that. Yeah, um, I, I know uh, the game Far Cry Five uh, takes a lot of inspiration from this as well because it's also based in Montana, um, oh, and okay. there's the the main bad guy is is a very religious leader, something like this. And then, like, spoiler alert: the end of the game ends with uh, like one of the endings of the game ends with like a, a nuclear apocalypse happening. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. I actually yeah, didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, sorry to spoil the game that yeah. came out like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, honestly, you should have given me another seven years to catch up, but okay. Uh, that's that's my fault. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's not even like a really started to get into a, a Far Cry tangent, but it's not even like a really big spoiler because the year after they made a, a spinoff game of it that take pl takes place after the nuclear apocalypse. So it's like they spoiled their own game for everybody. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, so again, he, he thought he he claimed he was right all along. Uh, so he he claimed that the uh, he had a couple of claims as to why he was still right. So he says the prediction was fulfilled spiritually rather than physically. Oh, uh, he also said yeah, that's the a big one. People yeah, always right, say that right. when they're wrong. It actually did happen, but you know not the way we expected. Right. Um, yeah. He said that the the prophecy was fulfilled physically, but not in the manner that was expected. Which what is. What does that even mean? Like you already contradicted yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you said it wasn't, but then it was, but not how we thought. Like there's a lot of caveats to this reasoning. Uh, and then he says the date was off because of miscalculation. So now he's again, like there's, there's a lot of, there's like this whole list is, is full of uh, contradictions, which, which is a lot of fun. That's a, it, just um, sounds, it just sounds like, uh, so he makes an excuse and someone's like, Okay, yeah, but and they blow holes through that, and so he makes another excuse, and so exactly. like, okay, yeah, but and so he makes another excuse. Like, and that's going to be a very common theme in this episode. Yeah, the miscalculation thing gets used by a lot of people. The sort of yeah. like, oh, but here's here's the weird sort of like, um, uh, like almost like a mystical math that I've used to add up the you know generations <laughs> of Israelites that would bring us to two thousand and you know eighteen or twenty or whatever you know like. I've done all this math on the, the generations of the chosen people that brings us to this date. And then the very next day, whoops, I actually, I forgot this. It'll be, <laughs> yeah. it'll be in another six months. 
How about you whip out that calculator and double check your math before you try to panic everybody <laughs> into thinking we're dying? Yeah. Yeah. And then so the next one was the date was not a prediction, but a prophecy. Ooh. Or no, sorry, I had that back backwards. The date was a prediction, not a prophecy. Oh. So like again, he called it a prophecy before, and now that it didn't come through, he's like, oh no, it's just a prediction, not a prophecy. Prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because um, if he if he calls it a prophecy and it's failed, he you question the divine right there. Yeah, right? and then then he says that the the leaders had a moral responsibility to warn the public despite the date's uncertainty. So now he's like calling out like everyone else to be like, "Well, you should have taken it seriously, even though it didn't happen," and wow. like trying to throw the blame on everyone else. Um, That's really effective. Then, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and then he said that God had given the world a reprieve. Uh, and that the and that the prediction had been a test of members' faith. So like he's completely changed his his idea on it from like the first reason like, down to the last that's one. Like eight like, reasons, like ten different times. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like so. For, at first, he he was like, "Oh no, it actually did happen. It just didn't happen physically." And then and then he's like, "Oh, but it, well, it did happen physically, but not in the way that we expected." <laughs> it's like, but the date was off because of miscalculation. Oh, yeah. what I mean is like it was it wasn't a, a prophecy, it was a prediction. This is like he gave himself dude, like, so many escapes. Yeah, seriously. Like as as someone who thing... Sorry. Like, if, you're, if you're gonna lie to somebody, you you make your lie and you stick with it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like pin down one thing you're gonna say, like check it out, make sure it's gonna hold up to scrutiny, and then stick with it. Because you look like yeah. a phony if you keep changing your reasoning. Yeah, Dave, so, uh, Dave and I refer to this as the the trap door, and there's always there's always another excuse. There's always yeah, there's another people, trap door to fall through. They're sort of right. um, rhetorical or like uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's escaping me. I guess yeah, rhetorical means of egress out of the original argument into like a secondary but, argument that was never on the table in the first place something that isn't provable you know like there's no way you could contradict it with facts because there's no way to do that yeah it, it's like for trying to force someone to prove a negative you know yeah like prove yeah, something you can't, you doesn't can't prove exist something if, you can't. yeah exactly anyway yeah, exactly that so after after this happened well didn't happen um he introduced the idea of a seven that a seven year tribulation period had started. So he he basically said, well, it did happen in nineteen. It started in nineteen eighty, and it's going to go on for seven years. And then you know, in nineteen eighty seven, it will be the the actual uh, the actual destruction of Earth. Right. Um, well, that's where I was born, so it tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Oh man, you're the the bringer of the enzymes. <laughs> um, so. He, he committed himself to saying it was in, in 1987 after being wrong in 1980. Oh, boy. Um, and then in 1985, he made the prediction that Halley's Comet would enter the Earth's orbit on April 29th, 1986. So, again, going back to Halley's Comet again, another, wow. uh, you know, idea that that would be the, the end of the world. Um, and he, he predicted that it would not only enter the Earth's atmosphere, but also collide with the Earth exactly one year later. Um, so this, this is the one that's a little bit confusing because he says that Halley's Comet will enter the Earth's atmosphere in 1986 and then a year later collide with the Earth. 
uh, which is doesn't make any sense sense. yeah because it it doesn't show up every year yeah um but he didn't know that (laughs) obviously not yeah obviously not it's gonna turn that car around and (laughs) right people believe this of course uh and and it this this new prophecy like got more people invested in in what this guy was saying uh even though he was wrong the first time but he had enough like quote unquote evidence to like back up his claim that got more people uh invested in this again um however uh as the the date approached uh the the, the April 29th 1986 prediction for the Halley's comet um the his his followers started being like we're already like shaky on it yeah. uh and they started making disclaimers about like well, I mean, this this might not actually happen. Yeah, they <laughs> sort, prepared sort of for thing it. before it happened. And so, like, the, the followers were already like not sure about this. Uh, again, I mean, that's what happens. Like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame. Well, yeah, the other one. Uh, <laughs> shame on you. Uh, fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. <laughs> Michael Scott. Uh, Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> And so uh, when the members gathered the night before the comet was supposed to arrive in Earth's orbit, uh, nobody mentioned the comet. So like they, they showed up and there's just like, they were just being hush hush about it. Like, ah, you know, it was probably not actually going to happen. Right. Um, and, and one of the, one of the contingencies of this, this most recent prediction was that there were going to be ma- massive earthquakes that would like shatter the, the surface of the, the, the planet. Okay. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but but Jensen said that uh, the massive earthquakes were fulfilled by a spiritual earthquake uh, when one of his defectors, like one of his when one of his most important followers defected. He's like, no, but it's a, it's a spiritual earthquake and you'll 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 soon know the reckoning. Wow. That sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that, after this, you know, happened and, and, and nothing happened, uh, like basically the, the whole thing just kind of like disbanded and became a, a nothing uh <laughs> after that so that that's uh that's that's that is uh leland or yeah leland jensen i, uh, I love it i love it because it it's like uh, like so many of these people they like an inability to just be like nope i was wrong yeah exactly well so it, it's it, it kind of speaks to how these people become so um charismatic and gained such a following it's like if you if you say you're you're just out wrong then like all these people that followed you are, are probably just revolt in a yeah. maybe more violent way than they're done otherwise yeah but if if you like stick to your guns to one way or another and like continue on the fallacy that you were right the whole time then people will maybe just keep going with it so i, I have such a hard time imagining the mindset though that like a person puts so much uh, faith in a person like this and then when the thing doesn't pan out and some really <laughs> obvious like stupid you know explanation follows I, I have a hard time imagining being the person who goes yeah you know he's got a good point it's probably <laughs> it's probably well, gonna happen if, in the future though if you've been brainwashed oh, right it's right. different if yeah. if if you fully bought in and you put your faith into a person, also there's probably a good deal of like, well, things didn't work the way they were supposed to because you guys weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> Honestly, so, it's kind of your fault, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing happens a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's them. like more like that's just kind of a general cult thing. General cult thing. General. Uh, yeah. More than anything. Um. Again, once you kind of gain a following, you know, people are not going to follow because like he had some really crazy ideas. Like, yeah, <laughs> Haley's comet was going to loop back around and destroy the Earth those, like the next year or whatever. <laughs> um, if you look at some of the things that cult leaders have told their followers and and get swallowed, it it's uh it's incredible yeah well and also like it's a part of it's a part of being in a cult yeah exactly i'm not that surprised by it but from an outsider's perspective it is really bizarre yeah and also too like he he kind of formed this idea in 1979 of a nuclear holocaust which is kind of at the the peak of the cold war like the yeah that's that scare was in people's minds probably a lot back then um and the idea that you know we could go at, a, at war with russia and all the nuclear weapons would be deployed and everyone on the surface of earth would die was probably a very real mm-hmm. fear back then um so it makes sense that someone would try to capitalize on that fear and it, it, it i in my research i didn't come across like anything as, as far as like you know what he gained out of these followers i'm sure they donated tons of money and all that stuff because that's right. that's probably a large part of, of especially why these people keep going with these series is because they you know they're getting these this, getting money from people yeah um, it's it's almost always like there's almost always a ton of money tied up in this um yeah i won't name any other names because you'll probably or you may get to them but there have been people who have had huge like media empires centered around their teachings that you know yeah there's a there's two that are like that are coming up that I'm definitely going to talk about. I hope I hope uh, I hope one of them is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> all right, so the, the the next one is actually a, a pretty good example of this. So, um, in in 1980, I think it was 19. Let's see, when did you actually publish this? Um, I think it was okay. So it was actually in 1988. Mm. Um, 1988, uh, a man by the name of Edgar C. Wisenant uh, published a book called "88 Reasons Why the World Is Going to End in 1988." Uh, or not the world was going to end, but the, the reasons why the rapture is going to occur Catchy. in uh, 1988. Convenient. Yeah, exactly. So there's um, 88 reasons. Of course, yeah. Very catchy title. You know, very you know grabs you by the you know definitely grabbing title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, go on. Grabs you by the title. Yeah. grabs you by the eyes. I'm like, but that's eye catching. I don't know. Has anyone ever been grabbed by the eyes? It's not has. a thing humans say. <laughs> I am a human. Ha 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 ha. No, hey, look, this this uh, this quarantine's been doing crazy things in my brain. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not that I'm perfectly sane beforehand, works. but <laughs> yeah, it's it's been messing me up something. Um, so the so Wisnet was a former NASA engineer and Bible student uh, who predicted in his book that the world was going to end in between September 11th and September 13th, 1988. Um, he published two books about this, uh, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Will Be in 1988 and On Borrowed Time. Uh, he donated 300,000 copies of 88 Reasons uh, to ministers across America. So, oh. again, this was very rooted in the Christian idea of the rapture. Right. Um, and he he gave out these books away. And so this 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 is the one like this is one of the ones that I, I immediately thought of when I thought of this topic. Uh, once again, like I, I grew up in the church. My, my dad was actually a pastor. Yeah. Um, did he get a copy of this? I remember as a kid seeing a copy of this book in our home, Whoa. Uh, which like, 
I was born in 1989, so like seeing seeing this book like around was like really fascinating to me. Yeah, um, it would be. And I don't really remember like asking anybody about it when I was a kid. Man, um, I feel like I would have. <laughs> hey, what's this about? Are we alive? I think I just more. I think I'm more, just more saw it because like my my dad had a lot of uh, religious books, obviously, because he was a pastor. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of like you know, saw this and was like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. Um, right. And I didn't really think too much of it other like in, but like when I started thinking about this topic, this is like one of the first ones I thought of because it was just it was so weird to me that <laughs> he would have this book. <laughs> and like I would be born a year later or whatever. It's just like, okay, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um now I, I again I don't I obviously don't think my my dad believed it, other than like the fact that they just gave them out to everybody. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it was really interesting that he he donated this this like three hundred thousand copies of this book to ministers across America. Uh, but he also sold four and a half million copies of this book. <laughs> Four and a half million. That's stunning to think about. That's like those aren't the ones he lot. gave away. He gave away three hundred thousand. No. He said, "Yeah, he gave away three hundred thousand, and then he sold another four and a half million. So if you think about it, it's actually a brilliant marketing strategy. Yes, it is. Well, he <laughs> give this book to ministers across America, and then they can tell all the the people in the, con- the congregation, yeah, that they have to buy this book. If you give away um, three hundred thousand, there you now have a captive. Each of those has a captive audience of you know maybe a hundred, maybe three hundred you know exactly yeah so it was it was a brilliant marketing strategy and and as you'll see as i continue talking about this guy it it just gets <laughs> more ridiculous okay um so he he was like very adamant about his belief that the the rapture was going to take place in 1988 uh he was quoted by saying only if the bible is an error i am wrong Ooh. and oh, i say geez. and i say that to every preacher in town so like he's giving this book out to people and being like, if the Bible's wrong, I'm wrong. And then like yeah. that's that sort of like bold statement. Uh and like it's it's kind of like it's really ballsy to, to say that for one. <laughs> if I'm wrong, it's the Bible's fault. It's <laughs> exactly. everything and then, and you then, know is a lie. <laughs> exactly, right, right. That that's exactly what he's saying. And it's it's and he's like telling that to every preacher he encounters, which is just like it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. Well, it works out to the tune of four and a half million copies sold. Like, like definitely True. worked out. Um, not for long, as you'll see, though. <laughs> uh, and he also was quoted by saying, if there were a king in this country and I could gamble with my life, I would stake my life uh, that this was going to happen. Wait. I... So, like, Wait, he was... What's a king have to yeah, do with this? Is... I, I don't know. I think it's... it's... <laughs> I think it's just trying to like make a safe bet. It's like, well, the president's not going to honor this this gamble, so uh, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, maybe say, he's saying like, if I could make, if I could by royal decree have someone else, you know, make everyone yeah. read this book and follow its advice, we would we would be we'd be in good shape. Maybe that's what right. he's saying. Well, I, I think it's more of like saying like, if if I could make a a, a bargain with a king that if this didn't happen, that they could kill me or whatever, but that. That doesn't fly in America, so like you know, right. I'm safe. Yeah, okay. um, that sort of thing. But they, like th- these are like the bold statements he's making about this his, this prediction in this book, which, as you can see, like if he's if he's like stating this strongly on it, um, and it, 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 he has you know so many other people backing him up, it would make sense as to why it caught on so so like yeah. predominantly. Um, so when the prediction failed to occur, uh, he followed up with later books. <laughs> 
<laughs> with predictions for various states in 1989, 1993, and 1994. No way. He got four yeah. cracks at this? Yeah, yeah. So he, like, after being wrong in 1989, like, that, that it was the Bible that was wrong. Right. Yeah, right, right. And then he immediately followed it up. Like, <laughs> he's like, he was wrong in 1988. It's like, well, it's obviously 1989 then. Like, so let's just <laughs> do a follow up with a sequel. I'm going to make a um, prediction of my own. And it's that that fourth book didn't sell four million copies. No, it doesn't. So it, it, I couldn't find out exactly how many copies of these books were sold other than like, they did not. They like basically nobody bought them. Right. <laughs> like, who would? Um, yeah, and I guess he would he would continue to make various rapture predictions through 1997, but at that at that point everyone was like just basically ignoring him, like they were t- just tired of hearing him. Yeah. So we want to uh, we want to is... listen to someone else who really knows when the world's gonna end. <laughs> well, more like like it's like all right, dude, you've had your your shot, you've had <laughs> more than one shot, and yeah. like yeah, blew we it. Can, like, this is a guy who's clearly trying to capitalize on on this. Sure. Uh oh, Christy just disappeared. Uh oh. There she is. Hey Christy, you here? Yeah, it dropped off. I couldn't hear you guys. You know what uh, this keeps happening to me on Discord? So if it happens, I might lose like seconds of podcast audio and I'm sorry. I so think it, it happened I'm... to me last night, and I think it's because my if my screen goes black, I uh, think that it does it for some reason. You're idle for too long. Right, but it's like I'm not disconnected, but you can't hear me and I can't hear you, but it still says I'm in there. So I just, I'm back. Yeah, Carry I just on. Keep, like, keep moving my mouse around every once in a while. Yeah, just give, yeah. It, a little, give it a little jiggle. Give it a little jiggle. <laughs> a little jiggle to it. Yeah, I mean, frankly, you missed out on some, some gold. It was, pretty in, it was pretty intense. I don't want Dan <laughs> to say it again, but okay, I'll just listen later. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so this this guy made a bunch of predictions. Like, and this is like the most obvious example I can think of of guy trying to profit off of hysteria. Yeah. Um, well, it seems it cynical. Yeah, it definitely worked one time, and then he's like, "Oh man, I'm just like the the audacity to follow it up the very next year is just like <laughs> good. Like he he knows what he's doing. Good on I you. Like, I, times, I can't even be mad about that. How many times do you think you could do that? Like, sure, he did it four times, but do you think he could have <laughs> kept going? Because <laughs> maybe he could have. I, I mean, if, if enough people bought into it, I'm sure he would have, you know. Um, but yeah, after after 1997, people just kind of like forgot about him. Um, you, know, you know, Dan, you may have just given me an idea and something that we can use to monetize this podcast. Every <laughs> year, we predict the world is ending. Every year, we Every set year. Up a big big party for it. We sell merchandise. The world doesn't end. We do it next year, same day. Two thousand and twenty reasons why the world is ending in twenty twenty. I will write that. I will so do that. Well, I mean, the the year has done a pretty good job of getting off to a, a pretty nice yeah. head start. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you get like at least Turn- yeah, at least like thirty reasons already this year. So yeah, of every year that there has been the prediction that the world would end, this one is really kind of it's it's making a case for itself. <laughs> It's the end. It starts getting a little weird because you start running out of reasons. So the last few are things like pollen (laughs) (laughs) with with two question marks. I keep stubbing my toe on my furniture. Yeah, right. All out of milk duds. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. (laughs) Barely reasons. Barely reasons. All right. So this is another really fun one uh, that I found out about. Uh um, That like. 
it's just so bizarre. I can't not talk about it. There's not a whole lot of information on this one, but it's just it's one of the weirdest ones I, I stumbled across. So, awesome. um, so there was a there's a religion that organized in Taiwan. Uh, it's 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 called a UFO religion. So okay. these guys fully believe in aliens. Sure. Um, aliens. It's called Chen Tao or True Way. Um, and so it was started in Taiwan um, by a, a man by the name of Han Ming Chen. Um, and in 1997, he moved to Garland, Texas. Uh, like the reason do. the reason why he moved to Garland, Texas is because it sounds like Godland. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Really? Yep. This gives you a little peek into the psyche of Han Ming Chen. Okay, um, I like that a lot. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he's great at making life choices. Like he's got <laughs> it on lock. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gained a, a pretty large following, uh, <laughs> and the, like all of his followers followed him from Taiwan to Texas because of this reason. Wow. Um. They they so like when I was doing re my research on this, I I found out like. They all drove like high-end luxury cars. They they like wore nice suits. Uh, one of the <laughs> more interesting things is they all wore cowboy hats. <laughs> Just imagine a bunch of Taiwanese people walking around in nice suits and cowboy hats in the middle it's, of in, in Texas. Texas. Yeah. Oh, it's too good. It's too good. The people of Texas, the people of Garland, Texas, they were, were not like, ready. what no, they, is they happening? Really were. They were like. The, so Garland is a um, is a more upscale neighborhood in Texas. It's more oh. of like a suburban area. Yeah. Um, and so like the people there were like legitimately confused as to where all these people like came from, and then they're like they're talking all this stuff about like um, how God's gonna come back in a UFO <laughs> and take everyone with them. Yeah. Not only is it Texas, and then all of a sudden there's like a huge number of Taiwanese people, and they're in suits, and they're wearing cowboy hats, but also they keep talking about UFOs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so on, in, in August of 1997, uh, Chen predicted that uh, at 12.01 a.m. on March 31st, 1998, uh, God would be seen on a single television channel across all of North America. Uh, he also <laughs> made sure to mention that whether or not the person had cable service was irrelevant to God's appearance on that channel. <laughs> so he, he thought this out clearly. He was oh like, God. oh, I mean, what if they don't have cable? Like, well, you know, God will find a way. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's such a bizarre idea <laughs> that like... God would choose a TV channel to appear to Earth only in America and only on this one channel. It's just like, yeah. So th this was the basis of his claim that God was going to appear and then like tell everyone his plan uh, on March 31st, 1998. Um, okay, if God was going to start communicating through the TV, he already would have done it. MTV existed by then. He would have been speaking out. <laughs> right. Uh, so... Once again, this this did not happen. Uh, so uh, when when it did not occur, uh, the group became confused, um, and the the leader announced that he obviously had misunderstood God's plans, and that he he requested that members quietly return to their homes. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! And then he he also went as far as being he also offered himself up to be stoned or crucified for the event, but no one took him up on this. Oh, that's oh, nice. No. 
That's yeah, that's yeah. Nice but it's like, this, again, I, mean, like I, I guess at least he felt bad about it. But right, this is like the closest I've seen of a guy who uh, like admits that he was wrong and like offering some sort of apology for it, even as so far as to like let people kill him. Um, yeah, right. Very Christ-like, gotta say. Yeah. Uh, so that that's basically the extent of, of this one. Is again, it was just too weird not to mention that like a bunch of Taiwanese people came to Texas and then predicted that God would show up on TV and that don't worry <laughs> if you don't have cable, it'll still show up. And then up. just quietly went away when it didn't turn out to be true. Basically, yeah. Now he did make one other uh, prediction, and uh, he he said that he would he was he predicted he would find Jesus of the West. And that they would look like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> weird. So yeah, yeah, this is a weird dude. Um, I love uh, it so much. Yeah, after this happened, uh, the this this group disbanded, um, and like the most of them left Garland, Texas, uh, mostly because like their their visas had expired and they had to return back to Taiwan. Mm. Um, but the ones who stayed here kind of like squabbled a little bit over the ownership of this this group and there's like a big legal battle about who could call themselves the the uh the true way or whatever yeah um so again that that's how i think a lot of cults disband it's like over like stupid like squabbles over money and that sort of thing yeah um so yeah it was just that one was just really funny to me because of the absurdity of it and uh just the, the image of a bunch of Taiwanese people walking around a suburban area of Texas in nice suits, nice cars, and cowboy hats. That has uh, me crying really laughing. Funny. That has me yeah. crying <laughs> laughing. Like, just like, what the fuck were the the people of Garland, Texas thinking when, like, <laughs> all these Taiwanese dudes roll up in, like, suits and caddies with cowboy hats? <laughs> just like, what, what is going on? Oh my oh, yeah. god, that's so funny yeah. to me, like, what their reaction must have it's been. Just, it's just the cherry on top that they're also a UFO cult. Like, it's, just, right. it's already, it'd be like, okay, that's kind of weird for this area, but then, like, alright, no, this is something new. Oh god, that's so so How are we doing on time, Dave? I just want to just get an idea. Uh, yeah, we're like, uh, we're coming up on, we're a little past 45 minutes uh, for the second part here, so we got time. Okay. Okay. Or cool, we can, cool. or we can, you know, we can stop if you want. You don't have. No, no. I, you don't I, have, I have to a do lot. This. I have a lot more. I just wanted to get an idea of of how much more I should get into. Um, as much as you so, like, buddy. What? As much as you like. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So the next big one, obviously, in the year two thousand, was the Y two K scare. Yeah. Uh, and this one, it's the funniest thing about this is that it has so little to stand on. <laughs> It so, really did. It was. It was, It didn't seem reasonable at the time. No, and and I remember like hearing about it when I was because I wasn't. I was what like eleven years old in in, two, in the year two thousand. Hmm. Um. So I, I I even back then I could kind of be like, wait, really? This is what everyone's freaking out about? Like, yeah, that the dates on your computer aren't going to work the right way? Like, seriously, yeah. what's going to happen? But yeah, yeah, that was that was a scare. So like, essentially, computers were designed with a two digit year like indicator yeah um and in 1997 people started to realize like oh shit like in, in the year 2000 uh it's gonna fuck up a bunch of computer systems because it won't know what what day it is yeah um but it was actually a little bit more than just this so um there was a uh the british standards institute um developed a standard defining what the the year 2000 
uh, conformity requirements were like basically what basically everything that, that was going wrong with or what could go wrong with this com these computer systems. Uh -huh. So it was more than just the two digit year system, although that was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. um, the other part of it was that because of this two digit year system, uh, a lot of these digital records did not understand that the year 2000 was going to be a leap year. So it oh. was not only does it like not understand that it was going into a new uh, millennia, but also it didn't recognize 2000 as being a leap year because they didn't calculate it correctly. Um, and then also, let's see. I uh, just look back over my notes here. Dead air, dead air. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that a lot of this was be, the big fear was not like people's home computers. It was like big right. mainframes that run banks, big exactly, mainframes yeah. that run power plants. Yeah. Right. There I, was all I these guess... expectations of like planes falling out of the sky. Yeah, right. And, like all this craziness. It, it's funny that you bring this up because I just recently saw articles about this about basically programmers being like, yeah, this actually was kind of a big problem, but like the, the programmers worked hard to keep it from being a big problem. And so we were fine. So that that's like, it, there, there's like two minds of this still. Yeah. But it ended up not causing, it, it ended up not being what everyone was saying it was going to be. And whether or not it was ever going to be that bad, I don't really know. But that what I remember that's like one of the ones we can actually remember, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which makes yeah. it really fun. I mean, I I remember like seeing all kinds <laughs> of like stuff about like like I remember like in 1999, like if you bought a computer, they would be like, "This is this is Y2K ready. Like it won't it won't have yeah. a problem in for for Y2K." Like all this like Y2K readiness stuff was like really starting to pop up. And it, again, like looking back at it, it's really, really funny that it, it ended up not being a big deal at all. I think it was like um, two years later, I was in a GameStop or something and I saw a CD-ROM that was designed to patch your computer. Yeah. Computer to, and I was like, I bought it, I think. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what happened to it, but it was like nice. well, that's amazing. A, that's a good like memento, you know, like that's a fun little yeah. thing to hold on to. Um, but that was, that was actually pretty real. So like, I mean, you, you were supposed to patch your computer for Y2K because you know, again, this system was not designed to roll over to the, the new date system and all that stuff. Um, but so there were a few errors that did happen as a result of Y2K. Oh. None of them were that serious. Uh, so um, probably the biggest one uh, was if someone used a, a credit card from 1997 uh, in an upscale grocery, grocery store um, and it crashed 10 of their registers. Uh, because the, wow. the, the computers did not recognize uh, the date prior to 1997 or the, the date prior to 2000 um, Whoa. on the credit card. And this actually was the first Y2K related lawsuit <laughs> because this person was just trying to use their credit card at a grocery store um, and it crashed 10 of their registers. That's amazing. Uh, which is really funny because like, I, I can just imagine the employee working there and be like, Oh shit! Well, okay, this register crashed. Let's go to let's just go to another one. Because like <laughs> I work in retail, I've done that before. Like the register crashes in the middle of a transaction, you just go to a different one. Yeah. Uh, but at the time of the tenth register, you should realize there's something else going on. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was that was like a really funny one. Um, most of the other really funny ones just relate to how different computer systems registered uh, the date of January first, two thousand. Right. Um, so like Microsoft Excel, uh, 
registered it as being the start of 1900. Right. Um, and like, <laughs> so this this caused a, a problem back then. But also what's interesting about this is that future versions of Microsoft Excel uh, actually have to, because again, it has to be compatible with, with older documents. Yeah. They have to be able to recognize the date of 1900. Oh, wow. So that's why, it, I, I don't know if you've ever like, most Microsoft software allows you to set the date as 1900 um, when you're when you're dating something, uh, no which kidding. is really I never thought about it until like I was doing this research. It's like, oh, OK, that actually makes some sense now as to why they let you do that. Yeah. Um, or like if you've ever I, I remember in the past, like resetting a computer system and like it booting up and saying it was January 1st, 1900 or something like that like because they just couldn't just did not understand it um again it's a fairly minor bug but it's just it's just funny to look at yeah um, it is and I, I just saw one that said like uh like grocery stores basically it's like canned goods coming up as being 80 years expired right yeah, <laughs> yeah again it's like it's it's just silly stuff like that um, you know, this has me thinking, what's going to happen in the year 10,000? Are we going to have a Y10K bug? I mean, I really <laughs> don't think we're going to have to worry about that, Dave. I don't, I'm just saying, that's five digits. I don't know if we prepared. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that... I, I don't I don't plan on being here that long. I'm going to have you. my head in a jar. I'm going to be around. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. good, good, good on you, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna um, be watching he's gonna be watching from some mad scientist shelf yeah right uh, why are they why are they upset mm -hmm. <laughs> Four out of ten. Uh, god you're so, you're so lucky we're not in the same room the withering <laughs> stare so, that so you would have gotten but yeah so <laughs> and then and because they had to regard the year 2000 as a leap year uh, in the software, they also another bug occurred where they started regarding 2100, 2200, and so on as leap years, even though those are not leap years. <laughs> um, so yeah, they basically they they eventually worked that bug out, um, of course. But it's it they do have to keep like a legacy like 1900 year available in case that yeah. is the the version that you're running or whatever, which wow. is really funny. Yeah, it's like a um, backwards compatibility with pre Y2K messed up you know data yeah this and so this is gonna go into something like a little bit more than what i i'm familiar with because i'm not super big into like computer coding languages but uh in in the c programming language um the standard library function to extract a year from a timestamp returns the year minus 1900 okay um so many programs would end up with like january 1 2000 being represented as one slash one slash nineteen thousand one hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or one slash one slash one hundred. Oh, and just like all kinds of like <laughs> like going from nineteen ninety nine to ninety like nineteen thousand one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like having to account for that must have been a huge pain. Yeah, exactly. So again, like it's it's nothing major. It's just timestamps on on days and stuff like that. But it's it's just really funny how that stuff ended up being represented. Um, <laughs> let's see what other or what other fun things like popped up because of this. Mm -hmm. um, there were days. Or there there were dates in the the Windows uh, three point one operating system and 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 after 
they were representing uh, January 1st as 1 slash 1 slash 19 colon 0. Ooh. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it just registered, like, it went from 99 to 0. Oh, like the just, next re- ASCII reset. character might have been like a, like a colon or something like That's that. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, the next ASCII character was a colon. So it just, it just like, reset to the next one, uh, <laughs> which was really, really funny. Um, and this is probably the funniest thing, just because of the software examples that they gave. That they gave. Um, so some software, such as Math Blaster Episode 1, In Search of Spot. Math Blaster! <laughs> Math Blaster uh, only, only treats years as two-digit values uh, instead of four, would give a year as 1900, 1901, and so on after the year 2000. Man, um, I really confuse those kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they they got to blast that math, you know. Right. It's hard to blast um, math in the 1900s before the blaster was invented. It's tr- it's very very true, very true. Uh, so yeah, I, I I thought that was mostly notable because the software <laughs> examples that they gave was yeah. Math Blaster. <laughs> I loved Math Blaster. But yeah, like uh yeah, the year the Y2K ended up not being that big of a deal. A couple of uh you know, date errors and stuff like that, but nothing like catastrophic or world ending. You know, like Uh, on a personal level, do you remember watching the ball drop that year and like just waiting to see if the power went (laughs) out? Yeah, waiting for the lights to go. I think everyone was like on, on, on like tippy toes waiting for something like that to happen. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely, definitely crazy. Um, So yeah, that was, that was the, the, the lighthearted, uh y2k <laughs> discussion uh now we're gonna get into something that's a lot sadder to talk about oh boy um, related to the year the year 2000 so i can't wait <laughs> yeah right right so um this this was there there was a religious movement in uganda um no uganda sorry <laughs> no uganda no uganda no uh, <laughs> The, <laughs> the movement was called the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God, which is a mouthful, guys. You really gotta think about your, yeah. you know, consider practicality when naming your your religion slash cult. Exactly, honey, darling, you have to shorten that name down, <laughs> darling. You can't hey. do that. It's too you can't put that on a T-shirt. What think these through, think these things through, honey. Please, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's gonna take up a lot of space. It's a mouthful. Sweet. Okay, uh, can you say that again? It was movement, movement for the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. So uh, that's not too bad. It's MR10G. <laughs> nice. There you go. If they were still around, right. you could do their marketing. MR, MR10CG. <laughs> um, so this, this group basically adhered very strictly to the original Ten Commandments. Um, so much so that they would go as far as limiting how much they spoke as to not bear false witness. Whoa. Like they went as far as communicating a lot in sign language because they didn't want to possibly be responsible for bearing false witness so they were like really really trying hard not to, to talk you know um, people really don't seem to respect god when they think they could trick him by like saying it with their hands <laughs> instead. right like it's still right, saying right. it if you're speaking in sign language uh, yeah yeah but you know <laughs> the effort was there obviously right. i'm sure that he appreciated some of that uh, <laughs> probably didn't appreciate what they did next but Ooh. uh Basically, so they they started this religious group up in in Uganda. Um, It actually gained quite a following um, down there. Uh, And 
one of the biggest things that they they did was they predicted that the world was going to that the apocalypse would occur on December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Now, one of the other big things with this this group was that um, it was thought that one of their religious leaders was communicating directly with Mary. Um, so okay. there was a lot of a lot of was of stake was being was being um, like they, basically they they really believed what these people were, were telling them because yeah. they were assuming to talk directly to God. Um, so as the the new year as the new year approached, um, these religious leaders told their their followers that they should sell all of their possessions and donate that money to the church. Uh-huh. Um, of course, <laughs> of course, you can kind of see where this is going a little bit. Um, and as you know, December 31st, 1999 happened and then moved over to January 1st and the apocalypse didn't actually happen. People were very upset. Uh, recently. Uh, yeah, a large, a large portion of the, the followers, um, were like rebelling against them and de- demanding that their money was returned to them. So very quickly after this, these, these leaders we're like, no, 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 we got it wrong. It's it's gonna be March 17th, 2000. Like this is when it's gonna <laughs> happen. Um and what they did is they they scheduled a really large party to take place at their church on this day. Um, like they they slaughtered, you know, animals so they could have them for like a big barbecue sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Like you do. Like you do. It's the, the, probably the probably the weirdest mention that I that I that came up when I was researching this is part of the festivities were like mentioned that they uh drank 70 cartons of soda <laughs> <laughs> 70 cartons like that's how they described it yeah um i'm not sure like how exactly exactly how much soda that is but but there's a lot really of soda funny. like yeah let's let's fuck it up with some pepsi let's go <laughs> uh, it's not a party without my pepsi yeah exactly right right um so th- th- this is what they did on, on on march 17th so uh as as the remaining followers like came came to the church yeah. uh as soon as like the last people entered the 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 building oh no a large explosion was heard and the the building burnt down oh, and it no. killed all 530 people in there oh my god that's a lot of people yeah that's that's a lot of people um so yeah basically they're like uh we we fucked up we should tell everyone to come here on this day and then we'll burn the building down around them. They um, they blew it. They blew it up themselves. They well, it's. I mean, it's probably right. uh, the 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 doors and windows were boarded up in advance so that no one could leave. Uh, so oh yeah, that's, that's not pretty. Big not a tell. good sign. Yeah. Um, okay, but like if I go to my church and the doors and windows are boarded i'm gonna be a little suspicious well if you expect i'm not, I'm not blaming the people happen. that got burnt but i'd be like what the fuck is going on if you expect the apocalypse to happen you know it's you know for right. their own safety right that's true yeah that is yeah. true yeah. God, so, that's that, so cruel that's, that's just the cruelest. Yeah. Uh, like i, so I they, can't imagine doing that to people yeah so the, and and oh, that's also mentioned, you're not a shit bag it also mentions that there were there were children in there as well oh so. uh yeah, sorry, sorry. I told you guys this would be a downer. You came as promised. Hey, that's the danger. Uh, you promise. delivered. <laughs> I will always come as promised. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. So, nope. Read the room, Dan. God. <laughs> um, you can't. It's not your fault. You can't see us. That's true. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like not only did he tell these people to sell their possessions and then give that money to the church, then he convinced them all to show up and then burn the, the building down around them. So it's like, it's super fucked up. Yeah, it is. Um, so they, yeah, that, did, the, that's, did the leaders survive or were they also burned up? In they, the were, they were also in there. Wow. Yeah, so like it was just like, they, they apparently they couldn't think of a, another way out of it. So they just, you know, burned it all down. Um, uh, I gotta say, I, I kind of prefer the guy who just came up with a bunch of excuses and kept guessing. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and then also there, there was other groups of these followers around Uganda um, that, like, as, as the, the police were investigating this, um, they found other examples of this around the country um, that had actually happened a little bit prior to this. So it was just like smaller groups getting like snuffed out because of this as well. It's just like the whole thing oh, is just, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> that happened in 2000. Uh, fast forward a little bit uh, to 2008. This is going to be just a little quick blip here. Uh, do you guys remember when they were about to fire up the Large Hadron Collider and everyone freaked out? Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, as, the, yeah. as the internet referred to it, the Large Hard-On Collider, <laughs> where hard-ons are smashed against each other at light speed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Large Hadron Collider, uh, the first test was to be conducted in 2008, and a lot of people were worried about it and freaked out that thinking that it would cause a black hole that would swallow up the earth. Yeah. Um, and all the scientists involved were like, no, that's, that can't happen. <laughs> it's not possible. Uh, and then like one of them was even like, well, I mean, it could create a black hole, but the way this works is it would be disintegrated so quickly. It wouldn't have any effect. Right. So they, they obviously thought about that and they're like, no, if, if it does happen, it's not going to be a problem. Um, obviously they, did not swallow the earth in a black hole and we're, we're still here. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a little, little blip on there. That was another like big thing that happened recently. Yeah. I remember that happening. And I remember just like, like scientists only wish they could create a black hole big enough to suck anything yeah. up. Like it's right? just right. not, it's, it would, it would be impossible to generate that much. <laughs> Material. The whole thing is like trying to prove that any kind of black hole can exist. Like the, yeah. if you could, they, they can't generate one. That's yeah. the problem. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that was that was like another big one that happened recently that ended up being nothing. <laughs> I remember um, that. So uh, this is another interesting. This is another crazy uh, Christian guy trying to predict the end times um, <laughs> by the name of Harold Camping. Yes, uh, my boy. Okay, so you're familiar with this. You this, might be able to tell me more than, than uh, I can, just because I was looking forward I, there's, to this. There were so many different things I had to research. I was only able to like kind of touch on on everyone a little bit. So you might be able to tell me a little bit more about this. Okay. Um, Dan, it's it's COVID nineteen. You shouldn't be touching on anyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I gotta say six feet away. Six feet. Uh, gotta wash my hands twenty times a day. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so. Camping predicted that Judgment Day would occur on uh, on or about, so he's already like hedging his bets a little bit, Yeah. Uh, on or about September 6th, 1994. Um, when that didn't happen, he's like, oh no, it, it's September 29th. 
uh, when that didn't happen, he was like, oh no, it's October 2nd. Uh, <laughs> so, like, this is, this is like, you're already getting a taste of who this guy is. Yes. Um, now he, he is the, the founder of a Christian radio station. Uh, like the, I think it's called like the family radio or something like that. Yeah, um, I can't remember what it was called. Family broadcasting or something like that. So he's, a, he's the founder of this radio station. So basically like every time he made a prediction like this, um, it was a big deal. Like it caught on, like, he was all over the country. He was on exactly, Clear yeah. Channel, so he was all over the country. Right, right. So big time, like televangelist, radio evangelist kind of mm-hmm. guy. And yeah, obviously, like whatever he said, you know, it really blew up. Yeah. Um, and so after his failed predictions in 1994, uh, in 2005, he predicted that the second coming would be on May 21st, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um so he he was already like he's already made a bunch of bogus predictions, but this is the real one. Uh, <laughs> so and it's really funny. So in 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 1992 is when he made his initial prediction of of uh, happening in two, in 1994, um, and <laughs> the book that he published was just called 1994 with the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this guy learned a lot from the other guy who uh, was like 88 Reasons Why, but he didn't have a catching up title. So he's like, 1994? (laughs) 1994, anyone? Yeah. And even in that book where he predicted that it would happen in 1994, he's like, well, it it could also happen in 2011. Uh, Even back then, he was already like hedging his bets. Uh, as it's like, well, you know, if if, if I'm wrong, I already have a backup plan. It was like in my original book. So I'm, I'm good. Um, hey, you know, so that's real quick here, Christy, are your headphones very loud? I'm getting a little echo. Oh, mm, I could try adjusting. Yeah, you just might want to turn your your headphone volume down. Just sorry, because I'm getting an echo. Yeah, I was going all to. of a sudden. Eh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's starting to happen. That's weird. Okay, um, I had moved closer to my laptop, so maybe that's why. I'll just try that. Yeah, that's probably it. Okay. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Yeah. No, that's okay. And we're back. Sorry. Woo! Technical difficulties. Yeah. Difficulties. <laughs> Did I say difficulties? Technical difficulties. I think you slightly stuttered, and I just wanted to act like you said difficulties. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, really taking my That's so kind. Um, my <laughs> deficiencies at heart. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm Man, my attempt Your speech to, impairment. Yeah, my speech impediment. My my attempts to like do that, I just made myself sound more stupid. All <laughs> oh, right, it's, it's okay. Sorry, uh, I'm okay. allowed to make fun of you because I also had a speech impediment. That's true. Yeah. That's how it, it works. Your impediment is he won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's part of it. Got her. Got That's him. part of it All right. for sure. Uh, Speaking of not being able to shut the fuck up, we're, we were talking about Harold Camping. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So in, in his book, 1994, uh, he, he he reasoned that <laughs> the world the world could also end in, in 2011. Um, oh, he left himself a little wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. He had a little... 
wiggle room in there just in case he was wrong the first time. He's like, no, no, I said I might be wrong. And, and this is when it's actually going to happen. Uh, so good on him for smart of him for putting it that far in the future too. Exactly. Yeah. Is yeah. it enough time for people to forget that he fucked up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And when you were in control of a giant media empire, you know, you, you basically control the media that, at that point or the, the way to spin it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, so again, he was, he predicted on, on May 21st, 2011, that the, the apocalypse was going to happen. Um, and so it was reported that on, on that day, uh, Curtains were drawn in his in his home, um, and no one was answering the door. So basically, he just kind of like locked himself inside, yeah. you know. And, and people were trying to get a hold of him, but he was ignoring everything. Um, the next day, uh, he emerged from his home saying that he was flabbergasted that the rapture had not occurred. Uh, <laughs> he had been flabbergasted. flabbergasted. I, don't, I don't trust anyone who, in that situation, says flabbergasted. He had, right, been, right. He had been hornswoggled and hoodwinked by some hooligans yeah yeah and then and, and then he also said he's looking for answers and he would say more when he returned to work on the on may 23rd uh so yeah <laughs> like he's like oh I, I gotta do some more calculations but i you know i can't say anything about it when i'm not on the clock so uh to talk to you guys later <laughs> I like um, that. yeah uh so and then you know basically the the outcome of this was that he just kept being, just kept making predictions until his 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 death in like 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, so like the, the interesting thing about this is obviously because he was in control of this uh, Christian radio station, um, they were fully backing his his ideas. Like they were all they were they were fully believing this. Yeah. Uh, they ran a lot of advertisements and like constant like updates and things like that on this sort of thing throughout the. the throughout the the year leading up to this yeah um it was estimated that they spent more than five million dollars on billboard advertising in 2011 wow Um, yeah i think i remember hearing that too yeah and and it essentially sunk the network uh so like because this didn't pan out uh his his network that he had built up was was basically bankrupt um yeah and they had to force they had to force a lot of the main radio stations to close and they had to lay off a lot of their staff because of this. And, and since then they basically kind of like shoved them off to the side and be like, eh, okay, you're, you're, you're done now. Um, and then they took up different leadership and, and things like that. So um, yeah, his, his, his bogus predictions led to a lot of people losing their jobs. And I mean, he also lost his job, but at that point he was like too old that it really probably didn't matter too much. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, it's it's just a shame that no one no one died, uh, unlike that other examples. It's a, but... it's a shame that no one died. Well, it's a, it's a real shame that, that no, no, I'm not saying that. No. But it's a shame <laughs> that so many people like lost their jobs because this guy, you know, kept making bogus predictions. Well, yeah, the, there's a little there's a little more too, which is that they the a lot of his followers did that same thing of sell all their possessions, sell their homes, right. give away all their money either to the church or other charitable things. I mean, like. Lots of people, for some reason, like after he had already done this many times, the last one felt really real to people. And I think part of the reason for this, I do want to say what I know about Harold Camping. I think he really believed. Um, It's possible. There's, I mean, there's, there's video of him and audio of him, obviously talking about this over the years. And the most arresting one, you can watch it happen. He's like out in public. 
uh, I think at the at the time of the last end of the world prediction, and he's surrounded by people, and there's like a big clock and stuff, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're literally waiting for it to happen, and then the time passes, and you can see the crowd, many of whom are not necessarily his followers, they're people who are there to watch him fail, right. asking him about it, and it's kind of sad because it's like a light goes out in his eyes a bit. And it just makes you think he really believed it and wasn't trying to hoodwink anybody. Or, or, or he's really a good salesman. <laughs> it's true. I could be wrong, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like Harold Camping really believed and was like trying to do the generational math to like figure out like, like, you know, exactly when it would be like, I think he, I think he bought into his own idea. Yeah. So again, I mentioned at the top that I, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian. I do subscribe to the belief that the rapture will occur. Yeah. Um, in, in the Bible, it says that no one's going to know when it happens. Right. Like, yeah. No one's going to be able to predict it. Yeah, so you, you could rule out anytime anyone predicted the world would end. Exactly. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of where, I mean, you kind of asked me at the, the top, like where I stood on this sort of thing. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, did not believe any of these predictions. Like I, I, I mean, even though a lot of people around me being in the Christian community were like claiming this guy knew what was going on. Yeah. I mean, you could point to that, that scripture is like, okay, well, if you really believe what the Bible says, then there's no way this guy could be right. Yeah. And, right. And, 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 and so like, but at the same time, the same person was, was pointing at the Bible and giving examples as to why he was right. <laughs> but also missing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, 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 and that's obviously that's the tricky thing about the Bible in general is that there's a lot of misinterpretation about it. It can be, and it can be, it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. It's um, written in such a way that it's very easy to, um, well, specifically things like are found in the book of revelation are written yeah. with a certain kind of. They're vague uh, on purpose. Cause they're like, they, they feel symbolic. Know. The many of them feel and, and uh, the are yeah. symbolic. Some of these uh, well, okay, sort of signs so... of the ends of times. Right. Yeah, it, it, Revelation was written by, I, I believe it was written by the... Um, oh, the, goodness. I should know this. Uh, shit. I believe it was written by uh, John. I should know this, too. God, I'm, I'm actually I'm sorry. mad at myself, and I'm going to Google this. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was written by John, and it was essentially like a vision that was given to him by an angel. So a lot of the stuff he was probably seeing didn't make any sense to him any, anyway, but he's like, oh, I got to write this down. Um, yeah, it's John. So like, yeah, it was John. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Hey. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was written by a guy who was given a vision by an angel. So I'm sure a lot of it didn't make any sense to him, even while it was while he was experiencing it. Mm -hmm. um, and then to try to like write this down in a way that made sense for people to understand later. Like it's it's, it's like explaining your dreams to people. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So yeah, it's also kind of poetic in nature, and the imagery is very epic, and like it just it it feels in some ways like it's meant to be a little bit inscrutable uh it's meant to be like a little bit um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh some it's symbolic more than literal in a lot of places i would think oh yeah definitely you definitely know? that um I, i'm sorry is this the guy who who one of the times he predicted was 2012 um no that's a different the yeah, 2012 I, was the Mayan it, calendar thing, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm about, I'm about to get to the that. guy did the same thing. He <laughs> he kept 
predicting the wrong times. Oh, you know, yeah, he he actually did make a prediction for 2012 as well, but it was okay. it, at that point like no one was taking him seriously anymore, so it was just kind of like I just remember so I remember hearing about it in 2012 and the reason it has any amount of importance to me is because I ended up being in a cover band with some friends and the name of the band is 2013 and the reason it's 2013 is because the world was supposed to end in 2012. And we obviously didn't believe that. So right. we're like, well, this is 2013. Yeah. So I, I was just about to get to that. So yeah, 2012, uh, the December 21st, 2012, uh, was the, the end of the Mayan calendar. Um, and that's really all it was. Yeah. It, it was just that the Mayans had was like, we're like, well, this is where we can stop. Um, well, the fact that they went that far is already impressive. <laughs> well, and that's that's why I think a lot of people were like believing that it meant more than it actually did. Yeah. Um, and that somehow the Mayans knew something we didn't. Um, so that's that's basically the 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 whole idea behind the the Mayan calendar. Um, like the interest in that sort of thing, and the 2012 was going to be the end times. It was, it was all based on the fact that. Because the Mayans had a very advanced civilization for the time, um, and of course, you know, aliens. <laughs> like right. a lot of people, a lot of people mm. believe that they had contact with aliens. Right. Um, so that's that's essentially where that that belief came from. That their their long running calendar ended on what ended up being December twenty first, uh, twenty twelve. So a lot of people thought that that would be the the day the world ended. Um, right. Just just the just the ending of it being uh intentional instead of arbitrary because who cares what right. happens in 2012 when you're living you know all those years back like yeah. exactly yeah and uh, there was a lot of people bought into it they made a movie about it <laughs> like, Wait, oh yeah did uh, they did make a movie about that yeah, apocalypto, yeah. right what wasn't apocalypto the movie no the movie was 2012 oh really <laughs> yeah um uh roland emmerich uh who was like director of many disaster films uh directed the movie 2012 it was released in 2012 starring john cusack oh, wow. and it was it was about what was what was happening when their world was ending um so it's a it's a a over-the-top disaster movie about what was supposed to happen in 2012 wow. um yeah yeah it, i did not see it it did not get great reviews but i'm sure it did extremely well at the box office because of the pandemonium surrounding this yeah. But that's a great example of someone capitalizing on uh fear and paranoia to make a, a, a bunch of money. Um, yeah. It's uh it's free on Netflix if you want to watch it. Is it really? It is right now. That's I just funny. Checked. That's great. That would be a, a fun watch during you know what we're currently going through. Yeah, take your mind off uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the current version that is happening. Right, right. Um mm. But yeah, like there's there's no like like consistent idea as to how the world would end in 2012. It's just that it would, and yeah. like it's all based off this Mayan calendar, and it's really holds very little water. So it's really surprising how popular of an idea it was, especially at the time, and as we were getting closer to it, just how much how many people like were wrapped up in this idea of it. Yeah, it was so um, vague. Yeah, right, and it's all based off of the idea that. You know, the Mayans were very advanced for their time and, you know, possibly they had contact with aliens and they decided to end their calendar on this arbitrary day. I think the prevailing idea from like Mayan experts and things like that uh, was that like they just 
ran out of space and they're like, oh, okay, we're just going to end it here or whatever. Um, <laughs> right. So it's really not that important. Um, but that leads me to my, my final uh, section of this. And, and really the one that I thought was the, the most bizarre and the most interesting. Um, and it's the idea of the Nibiru cataclysm. <laughs> I just choked to death. Uh, the Nibiru cataclysm. Um, Ooh, I'd never heard of this one. So this is the supposed disaster encounter between Earth and a large planetary object, uh, either a collision or a near miss, uh, that certain groups believe would take place in the early 21st century. Oh. Um, the early theories called this planet Planet X, but then later they decided to call it Nibiru based off of some science fiction novel um by a guy uh who like a lot of them were like reading or whatever at the time um so the idea was that uh at some point in the 21st century uh a large planet-sized mass would either collide with the earth or come close enough uh that it would disrupt all life on earth um okay. and again this is a theory very much based in it in the idea of aliens doing this oh okay. uh, <laughs> so th this is the aliens thing um, so the idea was, was initially proposed, uh, by a woman by the name of Nancy Leader, L-I-E-D-R, D-E-R, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, a woman from Wisconsin who claims that as a girl, she was contacted by a gay, <laughs> what? a gray what? extraterrestrial, a, a gay extraterrestrial. <laughs> oh, What's that matter, Dan? I I I'm interested in the gay alien story. <laughs> she did not mention the sexual preference of the extraterrestrials. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a gray extraterrestrial. <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, if gay aliens do come up, let me know. Galians. Galians. <laughs> uh, but yeah. a group of of gray extra extraterrestrials called Zetans, uh, Z E T A N S, uh, and they implanted a communication device in her brain. So she claims that as a girl, she was like, she, she was contacted by a group of extraterrestrials that implanted a communication device in her brain. So perfectly sane idea. You know, obviously you can see why so many people would, would believe what she says, right? Yeah, um, obviously. Yes. Uh, so she described Planet X as being roughly four times the size of Earth and that its closest approach would occur on May 27th, 2003, resulting in Earth's rotation ceasing for exactly 5.9 terrestrial days. Uh, uh, the rotation? Yes, yeah. So God. apparently this large planet, four times the size of Earth, would come close enough to Earth that it would stop the Earth from spinning, which, you know, makes perfect okay. sense. If you know anything about <laughs> physics, you can obviously see how that could happen. I, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that I don't know. I'm not sure how the like a pass. I guess if if something was passing in the opposite direction, you could probably arrest the the spin of Earth, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it would. It probably wouldn't come to a complete stop, right? Right. But you'd have there's a no way factor. that would happen. Yeah. Um, and 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 ex for exactly 5.9 terrestrial days. <laughs> um, don't know where she got that, but all right. Right, right. So basically, her idea was like, okay, so we have to, you know, get as many people onto when this happens, get as many people onto one side of the Earth, so that when you know, the Earth stops spinning, you know, we're on the, we're on the side of the Earth that has the sun pointed at it, so we don't all freeze to death. Um, and it's like this, this, just basically like a like a crazy idea. I mean, obviously, it's crazy, but. Um, <laughs> 
but it obviously it was it was because this alien had communicated with her that this was going to happen. Um, sure. And of course, as as that that day in, in 2003 passed and went without incident, um, she claimed that it was merely a white lie to fool the establishment. What? Whoa, wait. <laughs> That's the, okay. that's the weirdest sort of like uh, afterwards justification of all of these. Is yes, yeah. So yeah. she, she to claimed to have lied about the date this was going to happen so that the establishment wouldn't be able to stop people from acting on it. What? So like there's a real day and she was just like misleading them. Exactly. So they couldn't act on the, on the yeah. right one. Of course, <laughs> she, she refused to disclose the, her, the actual date. Right. Uh, of this happening um just just so that those who in power could not stop you know what was what was happening from happening um and, and this, one step. right this, this actually pops up a couple times in, in in how she talks about this event um which is really really funny um and not only does she believe in, in aliens coming in and stopping the earth from from spinning she also believes that the government's trying to stop it from happening which I probably tracks with a lot of alien theorists <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know if if the, if aliens were going to come and like arrest the movement of Earth, I would want our government to try and stop that so I don't go flying around. You would think, but obviously, you know, the government, you know, wants this to happen. They want to control society and they want to keep everyone in their homes. She would, she probably has a lot of things to talk about right now. I'm sure, uh, but <laughs> I, I bet she does. <laughs> I bet she does. Yeah. Um. So since she would not give any any future dates of when this would happen uh her her believers her believers started to come up with their own theories and this is where they started to tie this idea into the the mayan calendar theory of 2012 um so they they started believing that this that this was going to occur on december 21st 2012 this is how it's going to happen the the planet x would come by and and stop the Earth from spinning. Right. Uh, of course, that didn't happen either, but uh, that didn't stop her from latching onto this idea. Um, she she claimed that in 2012, President Barack Obama futilely attempted to announce that this was going to happen. Okay. So, like, apparently she's like, everyone else is bad in our, our government except for Obama. He's Pro-Obama. Pro-Obama. <laughs> Uh, he was trying to tell us about this happening, but obviously he was silenced. So, right. um, and then she also announced that other, several other world leaders had intended to announce this was going to happen in October 20th, 2014 as well. So it's like, no, your, your leaders are, are cool. Listen to them. But like, it's, it's everyone else. It's the man that's, that's keeping down. That sort of thing. <laughs> that's really uh, so interesting. yeah, just, just like pushing up, pushing back against uh, the establishment that's, is a pretty, widely held theory of hers it's just like really funny to like push back against the establishment <laughs> while also like agreeing with the like believing in the establishment right yeah exactly I like, like pro obama anti the establishment when are they gonna let obama talk damn it <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that that's that's basically the extent of of her theories uh but of course this theory didn't go away um so in 2017 a conspiracy theorist and self-proclaimed Christian numerologist, uh, David Mead, uh, M-E-A-D-E, -E, uh, brought this idea back into uh, the, the popular opinion. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, when he, he claimed that, let's see, uh, he, he said that, the, that this would happen on October 5th of 2017. Um, okay. And then 
when this didn't come true, he's like, oh no, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, back up, back up a little bit. So he, he initially said October 5th, 2017. Uh-huh. And then like shortly after he's like, oh, I, I got it wrong, guys. It's, it's September 23rd. Uh, <laughs> and then when wait. that didn't happen on September 23rd, he's like, no, I was right the first time. It's October 5th. Wait, hold on. Um, that has to be backwards. You said it happened in October. And then he's like, no, guys, it's really in September. I, I'd say, yeah, I, I, did, I did get that backwards. I'm sorry. So yeah, he, he, he made the <laughs> prediction. <laughs> He made the prediction that it would happen in October 5th. And then like shortly after making that initial prediction, he's like, oh, wait, guys, I'm sorry. I got, I got it wrong. It's actually September 23rd. Right. OK. And then so September if he was passes. wrong on the 23rd, he'd be like, no, I got it right the first time, uh, which is exactly what he did. Right. Um, and then he goes even further. So he's like after after September 23rd happened, he, he said that, uh, no, on October 5th, it would eclipse, <laughs> it would eclipse the sun. And North Korea, China, and Russia would launch a combined nuclear attack on the United States. Sure. Then the Earth would be devastated by a series of magnitude 9.8 earthquakes. The Earth's magnetic pole would shift 30 degrees. The United States States would be split in half. And Barack Obama would be elected president for an unprecedented third term. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we wish. Oh, my God. So, once again, pro-Obama. Right. Pro Obama again, but he predicted that because of this this Planet X interrupting all of this and, and creating this mass hysteria, that Obama would get to be president again, which would be you know wow. That's the only part of that prediction I wish happened. Um, you, know, you know, this is v- vaguely reminding me. You mentioned like Christian numerology. Do you remember yeah. something known as the Bible Code? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you probably. I mean, especially like being a pastor's son, you probably right. saw like had, had more. Might have seen this more likely than other people did. But it was this idea that if you laid out the entire text of the Bible essentially in a grid like graph paper, and you kept going, and then when you hit the end, you go to the next page, and you start, and basically you, you lay it all out in grids, then you could essentially, if you imagine that go three-dimensionally through a page straight through to the next page and the next page, and you could find code words in the text of the Bible that are only visible when you graph it out in three dimensions. <laughs> that doesn't sound crazy at all. Right, no. I mean, like, the eff- the effort required <laughs> to, like, sustain this idea and, and, to, and to build it out. But, like, people did use, you know, systems like that to try and find important you know uh like code words events phrases right right. um it's part of like how all this stuff works is like you really have to kind of look for meaning where there might not otherwise be which is kind of inherent to religion in general is like a lot of this stuff is is up to believing in and stuff that you may not be able to see right that's going like a step further where like you're just like going (laughs) crazy with it i think yeah Um, it's pretty nuts yeah i've 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 obviously mentioned Ross and Carrie before, and Dan, I know I've talked to you about this specifically, yeah. but they have episodes where they go to um, a conference that's all about, like, interpreting the Bible and predicting the end times. <laughs> okay. And, and first of all, it wasn't just, like, a one-off few-hour conference. It was, like, something like 6 to 10, like, several hour conferences i believe it where, yeah. where they talk in detail about it but it, it's stuff like that it's like well if you take this excerpt and you do this math this way you get this and right. that gives you this message or code that really means this like it's all that crazy interpretation 
Yeah, exactly. That's where I think a lot of it, that's where a lot of these theories come from. Is that sort of thinking? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially, he he said all the stuff, and he said that you know this event would start the uh, beginning of a seven-year great tribulation that would begin on on October fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Um, so this would happen on October fifth, and then for ten days, all this stuff would happen, and then this would start the great tribulation uh, on starting on October fifteenth. Um, and then, of course, when this didn't happen <laughs> on uh, April 12th, 2018, uh, he said that on the April 23rd, there was uh, supposed to be an astrological conjunction in Virgo and predicted that the Bureau would appear during the conjunction and sure. <laughs> this would start the rapture. Um, and then immediately uh, a group of NASA scientists like pointed out that None of this was happening uh, <laughs> on the day he he supposed that it would that it would happen. So, um, yeah, it, that that's like the last big theory, and I thought it was the the, the most fun because you know it's it's fun to imagine a giant planet coming and either colliding with Earth or stopping it from spinning just by getting too close to it. Yeah, it's um, fun. It's fun to it's think fun. about. <laughs> it is fun. I mean, I enjoy science fiction. That's a really fun science fiction idea, but uh, well, apparently, a lot of people <laughs> believed it and. I kind of prefer parts of this to like our actual life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. I actually, for some of these, I wish it would just happen already. Well, you know, I think that kind of taps into maybe the reason why so many people believe this stuff. It's, it's that, you know, I think people want to know something, you know, it, this, yes, especially like right now, like the, the whole COVID-19 Thing. like we don't actually know when it's going to be okay yep um we don't have a hard date as far as when this is going to ha- when this is going to be over and the the not knowing is is maybe worse than you know thinking the world's going to end on a specific date you know i think you're right but I, I think that's maybe where a lot of the these beliefs kind of crop up from it's it's the idea that you know you know something is going to happen you can plan for it you know you can kind of make make peace with you know what's going on and i, I think I, I'm sure that around these other prediction times that, that came and went, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of good stuff happened, right? Like I'm, I'm sure that right. a lot of people maybe mended relationships with family or, or friends and things like that. And, you know, I'm sure good things happened to it, but also a lot of really gross people made a lot of money off of people that were buying into things that weren't actually happening and all that yeah. fun stuff. So, yeah. Um, And a lot of people died that didn't have to. (laughs) I was going to say, I appreciate that you gave us that in like, like a sandwich form where you gave us like some of like the not so bad ones and then the really nasty story and then a couple of not so bad ones again. Kind of like sandwiched (laughs) that like 500 people dying in a fire in the middle. It's my favorite, the apocalypse sandwich. Yeah, you you really, (laughs) you dressed it up. Yeah, I, I, I definitely tried to do it on purpose because I didn't. Sandwich. Because I knew this was going to be a downer. Like as soon as I read that that one with all those people dying, I'm like, oh my god, this is like by far the worst thing. Um, put that in the middle. <laughs> put that in the middle. Yeah, like let's 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 talk about the the Taiwanese people in cowboy hats first. And then we can get to the <laughs> really sad stuff. Good choice. Yeah, that's how you reel them in. Yeah, and then when I when I started reading more about that Planet X theory, I'm like, oh my god, I have to finish with this because this is just so crazy. It's like, such a cool name too, Planet X. Planet X, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. It's like got like right. 60s sci-fi all over it. It really does. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and it also just happened to be like the most recent example, like that one happened, like the one that it was predicted in 2018 uh, was like the most recent example I saw in there as well. Uh, and of course, there's predictions for uh, like 2021 is actually a really big sure. one. Um, <laughs> supposedly, supposedly 2021 lines up with uh, 6,000 years after the creation of the Earth, which we all know isn't true. Um, <laughs> right. The Earth is not 6,000 years old, although let's entertain the notion for a minute. Yeah, right. Yeah, it feels <laughs> but, nice. That supposedly lines up with that, and then uh, starting in 2021 starts a thousand years of uh, like God preparing the Earth for His arrival or whatever. Um, which, yeah, again, it's I, I completely know, ludicrous. I never know how they get the math on this, but I don't think it matters. <laughs> right, right. It's 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 all kinds of craziness. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, and again, like there's a ton more theories that I did not go into. Sure. Um, this is something that obviously fascinates a lot of people. Um, and hopefully the, the people listening found it fascinating. Uh, I found it I found, fascinating. I, yeah. I had, I had a lot of fun researching it. Um, really just cause again, I, I knew a little bit about this stuff, uh, just from growing up in the church and, and seeing yeah. some of the stuff firsthand, um, and obviously living through some of the more recent ones, but, uh, yeah, it was just really funny to like look back to see how I think the, the most interesting thing to me was seeing how these people reacted to it after being disproven. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun like <laughs> imagining just the looks on their faces like, uh, no, I, I got it wrong. Like it's it's next <laughs> you know what I meant was. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one of my favorite uh, sort of like, I don't know, favorite is a weird way to put it. One of the things that I remember kind of enjoying when I was, you know, involved in church a lot was these series of left behind books. You remember those? Everyone had them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the sort of like, there was like an eight or nine part series about the end of the world. And it's all right. the Antichrist is this Romanian guy named Nikolai. And he's like uh, super charismatic and charming. And people have all like, like planes have gone down because the pilot got whooshed out of it. And Right, everyone's right. just trying to survive in the end times. And I remember thinking, like, even then, it's like, this is really interesting. It's really exciting. It's a little death wishy. Like, why is this so compelling? Because it shouldn't be exciting, the end of the world. But part of it felt my, exciting. Well, it's the same reason why we like watching, like, zombie movies and, like, <laughs> apocalyptic, apocalyptic movies and stuff like that. It's just, like, that just happened to be rooted in scripture uh, right. to some extent. My biggest part of the apocalypse is my biggest, or not the apocalypse, but the, <laughs> the what's the word? The rapture? The, yeah. It, it's not everybody, obviously, yeah. who believes in that happening, but there are people that, like, would go so far as, like, they want to die yeah. because they want the apocalypse to happen. I once gotten into an argument with someone at work about this years ago when I worked at a much different job than where I work now. But we got into this topic of conversation and I was like, I just find it boggling that they want to die. And he's like, well, they don't want to die. They, they want the rapture. I'm like, but you have to die to have the rapture. Well, some like, people do anyway. Well, not die. Yeah. die. And maybe not die. Just get, they're dying. Well, I guess so. They're getting whooshed away to heaven. I guess it is dying. Yes, you have to die. I mean, it might be pleasant, but you have to die. You're wishing <laughs> to die. Well, yeah. Well, and it's it's, not, just, because... it's not it's not even just that. It's also you're wishing that 
uh others of other people do. <laughs> that they don't make it yeah right yeah. um now that's that's one of the fascinating things about the the left behind novels yeah it's that um you know a, a lot of it focuses on trying to get the people who didn't make it saved so that they can make it like right. the next for like the next wave of it um which is kind of i the, never read those and i never like they were never around me Oh yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's a very specific. It's also very uh, I mean, Protestant. Well, it's, it's not. Yeah, very I was raised Catholic. I was religious, but I was raised Catholic, so right. we just didn't have those around. Yeah, so that that was a, that was one of the things, the reasons why those books were so popular as well. It's like it did have a message of hope at the end, mm-hmm. but also like I mean, there there if you like disaster uh, fiction, it's a pretty decent disaster fiction. I got to be honest. Uh, I enjoyed I read what the, I read. Yeah, I read the first couple of books and and like they were they were entertaining at the very least. Yeah. So um, I don't think I, I don't know if I would re- necessarily recommend them now. But <laughs> if you're curious, you want to check them out. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Um, actually, uh, Kirk Cameron made a movie uh, off of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Kirk Cameron has been rolling in that left. <laughs> Apparently that movie oh, is right. total garbage, but uh, that, that happened. <laughs> um, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got to say something here, which is that we are over two hours into this episode. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be a long one. I did. Ha- I knew right away I had a lot of stuff. Which uh, I, I do not regret this, but I'm saying yeah. maybe it might be a good time for us to talk about something that I want to make sure that we mention, which is your other your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I want to um, talk about this while we're while the iron's hot. And album. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to, to mention if. You guys like hearing my voice on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I started my own podcast with a friend of the show in in person, friend Chris Brady. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's been on an episode Chris of the one he's been. He did the Montreal <laughs> Screwjob episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so we we started a podcast where we talk about movie sequels. Uh, we just put out our first full episode uh, this Friday, um, and it's called Sequelize This, where we we discuss <laughs> movie sequels. I like um, that title a lot. I've been having a lot of fun doing it. Um, I I, th- I think it it's been a really good time. Um, Chris and I we're, we're both big movie buffs, and we have a lot of stuff that we can talk about together. And uh, we don't always agree on on things either, so that's that's the fun. Uh, yeah, part of that too. So yeah, it's more fun if there's you're not just like on the same side constantly. <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely. I listened to your episode zero, but I haven't listened to episode one yet. And I'm wondering, because I can't remember, what is the movie you talk about in episode one? Um, all right. So we we wanted to talk about The Godfather Part 2 right. in episode one. <laughs> of course. Um, but there were there were some difficulties getting a hold of the movie. And and so we decided you know, to, to table that for now. And we started talking about uh, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Oh, um, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, if if you if you listen to the first episode, you you hear us talk about how we're, we're planning on watching uh, The Godfather Part Two, and talking about that. Uh, we we explain what happens at the beginning of the, of the first episode. So, um, you know, listen to that; it explains everything. Uh, so, we we're, we're definitely going to get to Godfather Part Two next time. It's just uh, something came up and we weren't able to watch it this time. Okay, I have a feeling you guys are going to continue promising the Godfather Part Two, but never (laughs) ever get there. No, we would never. We would never do that. Is that the is that the gag? I don't know. I I can't believe you're implying this, Dave. Sure, Dave. I I can't believe you're implying this. I'm sorry. They're consummate professionals, Dave. How would you even? 
Goblin of Fantasy was one of my favorite that? movies. Yeah. You know, I, we've, we've talked about this before. That was cynical of me. I take it back. Seriously. God, thank you. Thank you for apologizing. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh my Dang, god. What a way to treat a guest. I know. What Seriously. a piece of, what a piece of shit. Wow, uh, wow. Um uh, but yeah, we 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 did our first we put our first full episode out uh on Friday. So there's two episodes out there you can listen to. Nice. Uh right now it's it's on Spotify. Uh we're having some issues getting it on Google Podcasts. Like the first episode came up there and then the the next one didn't for some reason. So the the, the joys of of starting a podcast. Tell um, me about it. And then apparently iTunes didn't want to put it on uh, Apple Podcasts because the uh, the title <laughs> art that I made for it it's it's basically the the Godfather artwork. <laughs> yeah, it's the puppet uh, strings. But with our, our title, um, so uh, I gotta I'm, I probably have to change that if I want it to be on Apple Podcasts. But I really liked it, by the way. I thought it looked oh, really yeah. cool. Right. I think it looks really cool. I think it does a good job. You know demonstrating that we're going to talk about the godfather part two and <laughs> it's, just, it's never you know so i gotta figure out a different way to, to do that if i wanted to be on apple Podcasts. but right now you can listen to it on spotify uh and the anchor app um <laughs> and then the, the the first episode is on google podcasts i gotta look into why the, the next one's not up there yet but yeah i promise i'll, I'll figure that stuff out uh within the next couple of weeks it's my first time making a podcast so I, I'm, I'm learning all this stuff brand I new i forgive you yeah thank you once again <laughs> for your apology um uh, and then the other big thing that i've done in the last uh, couple of months is i uh i put a bunch of music together and made an album yeah uh, you're on so, uh, you're on uh, what you call it um where is that it's us us why can't i think of the name of it i don't know okay so, we listen SoundCloud. To your album? soundcloud yeah right? so um it's it's on soundcloud it's on bandcamp it's also on youtube um it'll be on spotify on june 12th and other online retailers. Um, I don't ask anyone to pay any money for this. Mm. Not that I, I would like reject it if you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can you can download it on on Bandcamp uh, for free. There's the the pay what you want option. But it yeah, please don't buy it. You but still haven't told people what it's called or what your I'm last name is. Getting to it deep. God, <laughs> that should be first. It all over me. Put that uh, up it's, front. <laughs> It's uh, it's called, <laughs> it's called an introduction to saying goodbye. Uh, it's it's all guitar instrumentals. So, uh, I figured I would take this time that we can't get together because, like, for those who may remember, uh, the three of us plus Chris Brady and Aubrey are in a band together. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we can't get together and practice right now. So, um, a lot of the stuff that I had recorded in prior. And stuff that I would have been recording by myself, um, I felt like kind of stood on its own outside of what we were doing as a band, and you know maybe wasn't something we were planning on doing as a band together. Right. Uh, so I put it all together and created an album. Um, so it's it's definitely it's more of like an ambient noise like guitar album. Um, so if you're into that sort of thing, give it a listen. If you don't think you'd be into that sort of thing, give it a listen anyway. Maybe you would be um yeah i gotta I, say it's i've gotten like nothing but positive responses from everyone who's who's listened to it so far which makes me feel really good as a as someone who like likes to create art yeah <laughs> um so my favorite track is is stir crazy yeah i, I, uh, I think that is one of the coolest things on the album it just like it's very very chaotic it feels like what it's seems to be attempting to convey do you know what i mean 
absolutely and 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 like i i recorded that basically at like the height of my like <laughs> as i was having a mental breakdown because this this has obviously not been an easy time for anybody mm-hmm. uh but it's been kind of hard for me to, to cope with so i've been like using music as an avenue to kind of uh escape some of this stuff and uh yeah exactly like i i had a lot of fun putting it together and recording it um and so yeah if you want to give it a listen to uh you can search for a, an introduction to saying goodbye or you can search for dancer nowski it's on again uh soundcloud it's on bandcamp it's on youtube uh starting june starting june 12th it'll be on spotify and other places so it would be really cool if you listen to that uh if you don't want to i won't blame you but <laughs> <laughs> listen or don't i don't care so like my my whole thing with it was like I I'm 31. I have no like aspirations to break it into the music industry, especially not as a solo artist, and especially not with the type of music that I was I was making because it's it's not pop music. <laughs> so like right. it's it's definitely um, much more of a niche thing, and uh, so like yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting anyone to like I don't know. If, if no one likes it, that's perfectly fine with me. I made it because I, I wanted to. You made make it, it for you. Yeah, but right. It's right. available for all. If no one if no one responds to it, the next true album will be coming in a year and a half, <laughs> and that's the one that's really got the important music on it. Right, right, right. And if that, you know, and if, if that one doesn't, <laughs> if that's not the one, then it's just because you like you did some math wrong. Exactly right, right. I, but I, the I real one will wrong. be coming yeah, after that. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice way to, to, to bring it all back. Uh, yeah. Put a little bow on it, uh, for the, all for the purpose of uh, basically saying uh, this has been another episode of Goose Chase. Yes, uh, been. I really appreciate this one, Dan. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. That's please. a good one. I, yeah, I, I, one. I don't want to interrupt you guys or anything. <laughs> oh, please, please, please go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, we will. I knew you were gonna do. It. I knew you. Said it. <laughs> um, let's let's wrap this one up. This is a very long episode. Very good episode, I think. Um, we'll be back. Oh, if you say so. I thought it sucked, but yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to totally totally disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we'll be back next week, actually. Whoa. Um, because I I don't want to jinx it or anything. But we have another guest episode coming up, and I think it's planned for next week. Is that right, Christy? Uh, there wasn't like a hard date on it. Oh, because uh... I know that, I know that Laura is uh, planning on coming on sometime soon. I think that that might. Well, I shouldn't say these things well, if we Dave, don't know if, for if sure. If you're, I, if you're I wrong next a... week, just say that you know you did the math wrong and <laughs> you have to go do some more research and. Uh, the this is this is going to be perennial no, I think for you me. You are right on that, and I just forgot. Okay. But yes, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll confirm and we'll reconvene. Yeah, yeah we, we've the, got the, several the guest and, episodes and, coming up. So yeah, well, I'm glad exciting. I could be the the, the, the first uh, guests. Yeah, you you were our guinea pig. Format. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate monkey. being the the test mule for this. So yes. Oh, by the way, well, uh, I thought if there's anyone we should try it out on, and if it doesn't work, no big deal. I thought, <laughs> <"Man."> <laughs> Thank you. 
By the way, <laughs> that, that that works. I, that tracks. I want to throw it out here. We owe Laura a little <laughs> apology because she was the one who thought of Cleveland Indians ten cent beer night. We yes, didn't. yes, yes, ah. yes. So I want to. I, want I to love set that episode. By the way, it's so. I, I, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great episode. It's a great concept, and uh, I'm sorry, Laura, that I forgot that was all you. So here's the problem: <laughs> if people tell me things in person, I don't remember. I remember the thing, but I cannot ever place who it was, or how I heard it, or why it's in my head. So I, well, you I won't apologize. Have that What's that? I said you won't have that problem now. <laughs> yep. Because you're not seeing anybody in person. <laughs> That's true. We're seeing nobody. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I do miss you guys a lot. I hope that I miss you too, buddy. We'll be able to hang out we in person sometime. Uh, but thank you for having me on. I really had a good time. Doing uh, this. I appreciate you coming on. You did a great job, and uh, this uh, this has been a fun episode. And we'll have you back on soon. And we'll see yeah. you soon, Frank. Oh, thank I, don't you. Wanna, I, I don't want to do this oh. again. I'm going to follow you around with a microphone, whether you want to talk to me or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank I, you I'm for only, telling I really us only did this so I could promote my podcast and album. Yeah. Uh, until <laughs> I start another podcast or come out with another album, I won't be on this podcast again. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> come, come back with something to plug or don't come back at all. Thank you. That's, that's what my mom told me when I left the house the last time. <laughs> <laughs> What? Weird, but all right. Thanks for, sharing, <laughs> thanks for sharing that difficult moment in your life with us. Oh, the only difficult part was trying to find something to plug. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's stop now. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening once again to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Goose Chase. <laughs> uh, we will see you maybe in a week, maybe in a few, uh, with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, bye bye. Oh, thank you so much. Bye bye. I'll thank you goodbye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 